Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Greetings, Zogling, Wigger, and Mams, and Ass Clowns across the fruit and Zog playing here in the open air Coast Coast Nuthouse. We call Zog Babylon the third and the final, but this show is always, you know, tamed at the loss of the found sheep of the house of Israel. Ye chosen seed of Israel's race, ye who did hear Christ call. Greetings. Uh, let's see. Tonight is show number 296.0 of about 700 of the movie Turd. This show has been going on for five and a half hours. And what I'm going to talk about is pretty well the end of a lot of shit. Uh, what happens, old Codney Farton, old Codney Martin, we showed up about a year or so ago. It was big ANA and all this sort of thing. And it got to where everyone left here. Eli or James, uh, Mo Gullet. There was nothing left except Charles Giuliani. And I think that goofhead went to someplace else here. And so Will Codney had the last uh, show with some sort of stank uh, who is against Carolyn Yenta. Carolyn Yenta was fighting with Tan Staffel, or Tan Stoffel, as she called it, T-A-N-S-A-W-F-U-L, and with Codney. And, uh, you know, by the, way, by the way, all these critters, they seem to take each other out. I mean, it's sort of like a take-out garbage. Anyway, I put a link... Uh, let's see. Let's see. Today September 20th. Uh, it's around what? Oh, not quite 20 minutes to 11 my time. I did a quick YouTube video, but I didn't have time to put it up. Uh, I had to take care of rocks. I had to do a few other things. But I am sitting behind the uh, plastic EIB, you know, headset microphone here. Every syphilis and, you know, podcasting, broadcasting. Uh, whatever. Uh, the beater phone, uh, I haven't paid $43.09 to get it turned back on. I'll probably do that tomorrow. In any case, Brian Reel's bogus law, DMCA lawsuit has been dismissed as of September 10th. Now, you know, folks, none of, nothing seems to be run correctly here. Uh, the, uh, the mail clerk over at the United States District Court didn't put so it it went and came back, and then they put fifty cents more. I get over the second time, and I got it around noon on my way to uh, pick up something here at this uh, food bank, and then I went ahead and read it, and essentially it dismissed. Brian Reel's bogus lawsuit, but it's dismissed it without prejudice. So Brian Reel could file it again. The problem of it is, is he never had DMCA jurisdiction in the first place. Now, I have been bitched at by Johnny Tonto Britton. I've been bitched at by a lot of people. Why didn't you sue Brian Reel? And folks, what I decided to do is once I found someone who would host it here for you know nearly three years, over crisis hosts, 
say so, I would just take down every time Brian Rio would come up with some bogus shit here. I'd let him file a bogus DMCA complaint. Now, he took down 10 or 11, however many of my pages, and some more of other DMCA's But essentially, it was all bogus. It was all bogus here. And what the DMCA has done is that it has allowed every single vicious loser who wants to take down someone else's content to do so and folks, uh, these people should go to prison for fi- you know knowingly filing bogus lawsuits or filing bogus complaints in order to censor people. Well, folks, this is the sort of this is the sort of world we live in. And what I decided to do is, as long as I had my website up some way or another, I decided just simply let this Judas mongrel and its Jew boys, uh, you know, Bale Fink, William Fink, and Eli or James. Run wild. Let Let them run wild. Now, in this show here, five and a half years, I've told people, really, spend money or your time or any effort other than for entertainment. Now, some of you retards, some of you retards, what you do is, uh, let's see here. Uh, no spamming, cards. No spammings here. Marty files more lawsuits than everyone. What a hypocrite. Well, no. I haven't filed a lawsuit since uh, 2008. In any case, you know, here's Brian Rail. Last time I counted, he had about 24, 25 lawsuits in Lake County. He had 24, 25 last time I looked here. He probably got a couple more. In any case, oh, Codney is threatening people with DMCA lawsuits. Uh, folks, this is what these retards do. Now, what am I going to do about you know, buying reels? Well, <clears throat> what I did, what I did, essentially is, uh, you know, I would take down whatever complaint, bogus complaint he would make here over crisis host. And after six months, while there was nothing more from Brian Real to even, you know, Pretend to take down, so he started threatening to sue. You know, threatening to sue cross years. You know, till what, 2013? Why the owner of Crisis Host, yeah, what, what the hell? Can he sue me? Well, no, he can't sue you. Essentially, one of the last things he said is, is I know he can't sue me, but I don't want to be chased at with a bogus subpoena by this evil little bastard. And, folks, what I did is that, you know, we shut the thing off on the night of April you know, 5th or 6th or 7th or 8th. He went ahead and shut off the night of, uh, you know, I think it was Saturday morning. And I was still up. I'd just done my show or something like that. And, uh, or maybe it was Monday morning. I don't know. In early April. And so I said, what you watch here? Uh, how long is you shut me down you know, until April 15th. So yeah, just tell you what here. Why don't you pretend, you know, why don't you pretend to go along with this evil mongrel, go along with this evil mongrel, and tell him that, uh, you, know, you know, Brian Real said, I've already got 13 lawsuits in Lake County, Ohio here. You want to be number 14? So just tell the little mongrel, you know, because, hey, the little mongrel, uh, little mongrel, why, 
he has threatened and threatened and threatened, but it doesn't really matter here. I mean, if Brian Real does file these bogus lawsuits here, you go ahead and file a countersuit here, and you get lawyers to do it. Brian Real is responsible for paying the lawyer's fees here. And, folks, these DMCA complaints have worked to where, guess what, these people who make the bogus DMCA complaints, they're getting screwed. They're getting nailed to the ground here. Now, way back in 2006, uh, in Ken Zen Monkeys versus Crook, some goofhead went ahead and made a bogus DMC complaint because he was on Fox News as to what douchebag Ken Zen Monkeys went ahead and took a picture of Fox News and essentially just says, hey, you can't. You can't cop like that. Right, this is your picture. This is not artwork. This is not commercial artwork. This is just a picture of you. I mean, you know, shit, if you could do that, just take that picture, I guess there wouldn't be anything much left here. Everybody would be making these bogus lawsuits. So, anyway, you know, Brian Real, you know, I think he knew he couldn't do this here. Him and his daddy allow him to go ahead and do this. But anyway, Oh, on to uh, it was filed in early uh, in early about April 16th or so. Tried to be filed on April 15th in form of papers because Brian Real couldn't find a lawyer to take his bogus case like he can some of the bogus shit he puts up with. Any case here, Marty isn't praying. You suing here? Do tactics here? Uh, let's see here. We'll go ahead and have a, a little amnesty for cards. Okay. So what I did, what I did is, uh, I told the guy, is I tell him I'll be three days. Well, I have a few days the EMC way back on November what, 15, 2010, because I used this Facebook account. All right. I went ahead and counter-noticed it on the 18th. And on the you know 28th on this show, he called in. Stirred up John Britton. He does that shit here. He causes trouble. And then he tries to cover his own tracks here. And then he just tells about the stuff that he, you know, I, somebody else does in reaction here. For example, he claimed that I called him a child molester. And I, I went ahead and put up to where Eli James wrote that I was convicted child molester. Brian Real posted on this you know, blog that, you know, Bale Fink had given him. He took it down because he wanted to sue. Well, folks, you know, once it's on the Internet, it's always there. Brian Real can keep this particular recording. But I went ahead and posted the thing up here. And then at, oh, you know, midnight, you know, which was 2 a.m. my time, midnight Pacific time, you know, pretty well, 15 minutes, so go ahead and pull the thing here. And he, you know, the uh, crisis host owner pulled it, and I went ahead and paid him, oh, $50 of the 55 that I owed him here. But I, I had agreed that I would be gone on June 30th, and essentially he was wondering why I wasn't gone. But I already moved over to DreamHost and kept the secret forum there. You know, pretty well, you know, I, I just wanted to have the most up-to-date. And, folks, this Brian Real bullshit has taught me to keep several servers. You know, hell, I even have, what, server space in India, of all places, I've never used. But, you know, folks, I have server space, you know, all over the place here. And that is to protect, you know, to protect myself against Brian Real here. Any case, you know, or creatures like Brian Real. 
So anyway, you know, people were bitching about why I didn't sue him here. In late March, why I was saying, hey, you know, I'm thinking of suing Brian Real, uh, Buck McHugh, uh, Johnny Tonto Britton, are you going to give me affidavits? And essentially they turned on me then. You know, they had no intention to do it. Uh, Buck McHugh, why like, but why didn't you sue Brian Real? I said, why didn't you sue Brian Real? If he was working with a Jew, they used to be your partner here, and they were both were fucking you. Why don't you sue him? I ain't got ready to sue him. So, so you mentioned me for not suing him when you wanted me to sue him. I mean, you've been using me as your cat's paw, and that's why I believe has happened. So anyway, uh, it goes on here, and essentially the federal judge, James Gwynn, who'd already had two Brian Real lawsuits, one against Arbitron, which was fraudulent, bogus, well, hell, he didn't want to deal with the stupid shit, so he just went ahead and filed the, you know, looked at the actual language, the DMCA complaint. He didn't even rule on Brian Real's motion. He just sent it to the Western District of Missouri. And here is a brand new U.S. Attorney General, U.S. Missouri, what, United States District Attorney for the Western District of Missouri. He just been made to the, he's elevated to the bench here. He becomes known as a magistrate judge. And with the magistrate judge, I you know I went ahead and agreed to have him. He's not as, he's not as experienced, but on the other hand, you have 20 days to essentially complain about his bullshit as opposed to 10. Well, it's not it's not 10 anymore. It's 28 days following Rule 59 motion here. So anyway, he was wondering on on uh, Brian Real lied to him about how I you know Brian Real called you know called me. And since I just put something up here and went 15 minutes, and he called me and he was whining. I said, "Look, you read you read what's on my forum." Essentially, I told him not to call me until what the uh, second week of February, and we get done before February 27th. We have a scheduling order, and I said, "Don't call me until then." And then Brian Rio said, "I'm going to have everything struck. You written down. I'm going to have everything struck down here." I said, look, you can do whatever you want. And he started whining and pissing him on. So I said, look, nigger lips, don't call me again. Don't call me again here. Don't be, you know, don't be freaking call me. Anyway, I recorded it. I think nigger lips recorded it too. But it looked like, well, some of old nigger lips bullshit here to where he starts trouble. And, man, he, you know, he tells his little whine about it. That's what he did with this federal judge. He whined. And so the federal judge went ahead and ruled that we were going to have a conference on the 13th of February. So we, we had the conference, and I recorded that as well. I'm sure Brian Real, but the judge recorded as well. And essentially, this judge said, why was it moved here? And I says, well, hey, you know, federal judge already, I think he said, hey, he already had a couple of Brian Real lawsuits. He didn't want any more. So anyway, the judge goes ahead and sets a scheduling order, and Brian Real didn't really want a actual trial. He doesn't want to come down to Springfield, Missouri, and essentially try to tell a blue-collar judge as to why he is hurt. He is butt hurt for ten million dollars in emotional damages because essentially, I, you know, I just simply said I don't want. That he's a homosexual. You know, at the same time, we stop shovel of this. So, hey, he didn't want to do a case. He just wanted to go ahead and follow all these books' lawsuits. So here he is, whining about how he's actually won the lawsuit. All that remains is to determine damages. No. No, no. So anyway, about a week or so goes, he says, okay, what about what about uh, discovery? I says, sure. 
let's go ahead and have initial disclosures. You go ahead and you tell, I want to go ahead and see all these terms of service fines and DMCA complaints that you've been sending about me and about others. And he says, no, 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 no. You know, uh, and I, I, I went ahead and pointed out, I, said, I know you lied to him because, hey, one of the things you complained about is that I have published uh, a, uh, that I published a, uh, oh, LexisNexis page. And actually, you know, the origin of that, you know it, was when you were nosing around Johnny Tonto's lawsuit uh, saying that Johnny Tonto's case on Mr. Smith, Cousin Ray, the lawyer, Chicken Mariani, because John Britton you know, was the nephew of Newman Britton. What does that have to do with this lawsuit? Anyways, what he had, he said, hey, we're, you know, the case is going to be decided on the merits. Now, John Britton pussied out on taking it to trial. He won 50000 Here he got, what, 110000 only one-third of the 330000 settlement, and then he spent it, and he decided to blame me for it. Decided to blame me for Brian Real. That's because Johnny Britton, what comes down to is just a lying mongrel pussy. But it's you know, who plays at CI Dentistry, along with you know, a whole bunch of these other tards. But in any case, uh, I said, hey, you know, uh, Stu McCartney, you now who's dead now, gave you know, gave John Britton a LexisNexis page. He's a lawyer. He has a LexisNexis subscription. He sent it to John Britton, and John Britton sent it to five other people, including me and this nitwit, Named uh, Russ Walker, and Russ Walker posted, you know, onto a what forty, you know, thirty-five, forty, forty idiot email list, including nigger lists, you know, and then you know, nigger lists. You know, Russ Walker did. Well, Russ Walker is a fellow. You know, I'm not going to allow him to testify. I said, who cares here? By the way, I want to know. I want to know who Victor Switzer is. I know that he's, you know, he's a what one eighth to one quarter. Indian, because either his grandfather or his great-grandfather was a full-blooded Choctaw Indian from Pine Bluff here. You know, I don't know who he is here. I says, well, you knew. You went ahead and found out where he worked. You blackmailed him for it. You knew damn well that it was, you know, one of his grandparents was a Choctaw Indian. I mean, shoot, most people know somebody's name before they find out where they work and who their grandfather or great-grandfather was. Uh, I mean, hell, you want this man pussy on your way to Gerald, Mo- Gerald Mosley. You know his name. You know, he's one of the ones who supposedly looked up about how well, it was a Jew named Samuelson. And I pointed out, it's my mother's name. Yes, is Martina Samuelson, Linstead. And she was the, uh, you know, she was the great, she was the granddaughter of Charles Samuelson, who more than likely was born in Helsingborg, in the area of Helsingborg, and, uh, well, essentially, his, his name was probably Carl Svensson when he was born. He decided to anglicize his name all the way. So anyway, you know, here's Brian Real. He has all this stuff. He has all these bogus DMCA lawsuits. But he's going ahead and he's flying to the judge, and I'm filling out return. You know, essentially, no, 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 no. This is not how the Federal Rules of Civil Procedure Act here. I want initial disclosures. So what that happens, you go to Link, pretty well the judge, you know, denies all of Brian Reel's bullshit, but he goes ahead and says that, you know, it's moot. But he goes ahead and allows Brian Reel, Brian Reel, oh, to supposedly spend his own money on this bogus lawsuit. 
Well, guess what? You don't have a lawsuit. You never did. He never did have. He never did have a valid lawsuit. I went ahead and sent a motion to the judge saying, "Hey, look, folks, I deliberately wanted Brian Real because Brian Real threatened this Joshua Singer character with this lawsuit. Essentially, wrote the thing down. I want him to go ahead and file a bogus lawsuit. I wanted him to lie to the judge, and he did." He lied and lied and lied to judge and committed lots of acts of perjury. Now, not under oath. I'd gone ahead and told the judge, is it shit, there's no jurisdiction. Hell, he hasn't signed a single damn thing. It's his complaint. He's never signed anything under oath. It's never been verified. I don't know what the how the hell they do in Ohio. I do know that in the Western District of Missouri, you're supposed to sign your initial complaint under penalties of perjury. But on the other hand, hell, he's been lying under penalty of perjury in these DMCA takedown notices. So, what I did, <laughs> what I did is, uh, yes, I know, I know James Lawrence for used to be there, and I think uh, Linda, she, she's in here too here. I guess James Lawrence decided to go ahead and leave, which is fine. Uh heck. You know, you know, people say, Why are you you know, why you know I had tattered flag, you know, bitches to be nice to James Lawrence. I said, shoot, James Lawrence, he's a schizoid Jew boy and I thought I could get some, you know, mileage out of him and I couldn't here. I mean he's just starred. You know, he gets in trouble. He has no sense at all. It's just a matter of time before you get kicked off the bell fakes again because he's talking shit about Mel Fink. This is a matter of time. Any case. With Brian Hill. First of all I, I, I want to explain is that the nature of the Digital Millennium Copyright Act is there's a notice and there's a counter notice. And when there is litigation under the DMCA and someone simply says is that look, I'm gonna go ahead and counter sue essentially counter sue because hey, this you know, this material was taken down by mistake. Okay. Yes five, that's strike two. I'll let you I'll let you back on here a little bit later here if you hang around. Strike two for you know, for uh, guest number five. In any case, uh, let's see. Where was I? I went ahead and told the judge. He said, hey, folks, what I want is I want Brian Rio to pay the docket fee of $400 plus in trying to get me gunned down by the U.S. Marshals. I want him to pay the cost of service as well. Cost service was six hundred and eighty or forty or whatever dollars, six hundred some dollars. So Brian Real owes over a thousand dollars. You ought to pay that. I am countersuing him. What I want is I want him sent to prison. Well, folks, now the case has been dismissed. What I intend to do is follow Rule fifty nine E motion, and I intend to inform the judge about how many acts, how many acts of perjury he has done to this court. 
Essentially, I want Brian Rio put into prison for every single one of his acts of perjury. That would be a lot of them. I went ahead and dug up, dug up recently to where Brian Reels telling Bill Fink, his co-conspirator, that he had an arrangement with Eli James to file these bogus DMCA complaints from the summer of 2013. I have Meerkat marked down. He said, go ahead, Brian, you know, file these things here. Folks, this thing should have been not even allowed. $10 million because somebody called me a name. Folks, this judge realizes that, shoot, when I countersued on April 22nd, he's looking at, he's looking at all these co-conspirators and figure out, oh, my God, what a mess. And that's what it is. It's a mess. Here you have the federal government running around listening to people who, under color of law, are trying to take down church web pages because it says something about them while they're trying to get into, well, CI dentistry. You know, he's just, you know Brian Reeves is simply a mongrel. Bale Fink is simply a Jew. Eli James, another Jew. All these other characters are just Jews trying to claim to be Christian identity. They're not. They're not Christian. They're not Israelites. They're just Jews and mongrels. But what they're trying to do is they are using, under color of law, something to take people down. Now, I went ahead and... Seen over there is that here's this character, you know, these characters over at Mamie's shit. They tried to give Rodney Martin some credit, and Rodney Martin just out of his ass decides to say, hey, you go ahead and republish what I write and republish what I put on my blog or even comment, I'm going to file a DMCA complaint against you. Now, folks, Rodney Martin is just like Andre the Nigger Angley. They show up. And in 2007, or wherever they were, they were anti-racist. They didn't like racism. Carolyn Yenta, another, another what? Lesbian, Hungarian, Magyar skank? She comes in. Folks, white nationalism is nothing but Mongols and skanks and Jews and Zogmots and the rest of it here. But some of them have found the Digital Millennium Copyright Act. What they haven't found out is that if you go ahead and you make a bogus complaint, that means that there is going to be litigation. And someone who believes, you know, see the whole purpose of it is somebody makes a complaint, usually it's just a smart thing to do, just take it down. Just take it down. Cut it to, what, 65 words or less? Just put a hyperlink in. Brian Real one time complained uh, about that picture of him in his Toyota pickup truck here. And I said, look, look, he's complaining about a hyperlink that I put up, which leads to, well, his own material on his own blog. If he doesn't want a picture of a gook-looking, flat-eyed, negro-lipped mongrel, that Toyota pickup truck, what he needs to do is he needs to take that picture down. That's all he did. I mean, shoot. Well, that's what gets me here is all these people, they come up with their crazy horse shit, and then when it doesn't, you know, when it doesn't please them anymore, keep it up, they take it down. 
That's the problem we have in our wonderful bowel movement. None of these people, none of these people are for real. None of these people are for real. And they've learned to use a DMCA. In any case, here's old here's Andre the Nigger. What? What? A couple weeks ago, he was running around with some Jew named Goldberg, who was pretending to be a Nazi, who is now pretending to be an Islamist, who supposedly is in jail for plotting to do bombs with the FBI. Folks, what do you do with creatures like that? What are you doing with creatures like that? Not very smart to have them around, is it? And the answer is no, it's not here. Anyway, I'm going to go ahead and put that, you know, put that link in. Yep, DMCA warriors, DMCA weenies is what it is here. But the problem of it is, look, DMCA weenie, here's Brian Rio. You know, I'd heard one of you people, you know, probably someone who was listening, went ahead and sent me, you know, a message here, which destroyed after, what, two minutes or something like that. And uh, I wasn't able, you know, I didn't want to find out. It's some stupid name of some place where essentially it only lasts within about two, three minutes after you open the thing up. You know, they do have emails where they do do that shit. And I, I forgot what the hell little sock puppet name it was. Is there, you know, Buck McHugh or somebody else here? But he essentially told me the name of this Jew faggot lawyer from Dallas who was thinking of taking Brian Reel's case here. And Brian Reel said, give me 30 days. Well, he took, what, 27 of them? It turned out he didn't have any lawyer who wanted to deal with this stupid shit. So what's Brian Reel up to? I don't know, but the case has been dismissed here. And, folks, I don't think I can afford to just let sit here. What I'm going to do is I'm going to follow Rule 59 motion. I'm going to go ahead and tell this, you know, U.S. magistrate judge, is that, hey, I want this case now to proceed, but without any ability for Brian Rio to collect any damages because they're all bogus. My church is willing to pay the docket fee of $400 in order the case should, you know, continue. But now we want, we will want, for the $400 filing fee, we will want the Church of Jesus Christ Christian Area Nations of Missouri at all versus the Digital Millennium, you know, challenging the constitutionality of the Digital Millennium Copyright Act. Brian Real, Bale Fink, Eli James, Clifton Emheiser, Meerkat Mark Downey, Clint Downey, and a whole bunch of others. Because what they're doing is that they're using a law to take down freedom of expression and the church's webpage. This is what gets me throughout the Zogland. You have all these people here. You have all these here, quitters, be it Hillary or whatever here. Why, they believe that, guess what? Their little constipation, their little interpretation of it is oh so wonderful, and they get to impose it on us, and then we're going to put up with this shit. Well, folks, let me just tell you something. When white people have had enough of this shit and decide just simply to fucking kill the pigs, Kill the lawyers, kill the judges, kill the politicians, and their families. Gun down all these beaners and niggers and all the rest of these mongols. They will do so, and there won't be anything to bring this country together again. 
when you see a white nationalist bunch here like Don Black and David Duck, and they're all white like pussies, folks, y'all call them the cucks here. Y'all call them the cuckolds. Y'all call them the conservatives and the confederates. Because all they have is whining like a pussy here. I remember someone, I think, telling the duck. You know, the duck is more like a bull. You know, for my gear, he likes humping about everything that's got a pussy. But anyway, telling us that we ought to go ahead and whine. Or maybe it was with Harold Cover. We ought to whine like pussies because it works so good for the Jews. What worked so good for the Jews is because you had a bunch of wigger ass clowns. You think a Jew listens to a Palestinian tell him about how awful there was? No, there's some Jews who pretend that they give a shit to Palestinians here, just like they pretend they ever, you know, they care for gun rights. You know, what they call Zelman partisanship, you have a whole bunch of Jews and Mongols and Libertines pretending as the Jews want to protect your guns. No, Jews are the biggest anti-white disarmament people here. Uh, what, what, what was it, last month when this faggot nigger went ahead and gunned down probably a Polakis, you know, Kikis, and Wigger, cameraman? What happens is that the Jewy-looking daddy starts whining, i got to make sure my little girl is avenged by not letting white men have any guns anymore. Oh, they're pissing and moaning. They're pissing and moaning about Donald Trump Essentially, better than all the conservative Republicans saying, guess what? The Second Amendment means that, hey, you have a right to carry a weapon, a firearm. Now, I believe that even if you are you know, were committed a criminal act, I believe that you have a right to carry a firearm here. I don't have a problem with that Jew boy Bell Fink or Johnny Tonto Britton carrying a firearm. I don't have a problem with nigger lips Brian Real carrying a firearm. You know, I'm, I'm sort of hoping he's going to go ahead and you know, gun down a whole bunch of wiggeresses and wiggers and mamsers and mamserlets and nigglets and whatever in, Cle- in a Cleveland public school or hopefully in Mentor. On the other hand, if I see him coming here, they have no business. Johnny Tonto has no business in Granby. Bale Fink has no business in Granby. Nigger Lips Brian Rail has no business in Granby. Plenty of places across the fruited Nuzog Plain where old Nigger Lips could have business in, but not in Granby. Same way with Johnny Tonto and Bale Fink. If I see them around, you know, along with Mumps Nuts here, I'm just going to assume that they're up to no good and act accordingly. And plus, I got that. Plus, uh, I went ahead and checked in, and I got a fresh, a really freshly recharged battery for the Black and Deller portable here with the quarter-inch drill bit in it. And just keep that in mind here. You know, now you're perfectly safe here. You know that quarter-inch drill bit does not have a very large effective range here. You know, as long as you're not, you know, well, so. You know, I mean, you could be on the other side of Grammy here and probably be safe from it here. But on the other hand, you'll have a business around 338 Rabbit Track Road, and that includes 337 Rabbit Track Road. You know what I mean? Don't have any business there. But in any case, you have all these people here, and they assume they're bullshit, that some damn Jew or faggot or beaner judge, you know, gave them here, 
Now we all got to eat all this shit. There's such a thing as anchor babies. There's such a thing as faggot marriage. No, there ain't. Essentially, their bullshit is not law. It's not rule of law. It's just their bullshit. And the day that the white man decides he's had a fucking enough, he's going to go ahead and choose his own warlords. And how he's going to choose his own warlords is he's not going to rise up against new warlords, new 10,000 warlords, but rather what he's going to do essentially is be gilding and skinning and hanging and shooting along with the rest here and taking out the trash in his own area. Folks, I don't have any worries about what happens to the white race, to Yahweh's servant nation. Sooner or later, we will have no choice but to rise up Harden our hearts and destroy Pharaoh and Pharaoh's servants. That is what we are going to do. That's what we're going to have to do. Essentially, I know how to get from here to there. There is no political problem which cannot be solved by killing 200 million Mamzers and Jews. 30 or 40 or 50 or 60 million Uyghurs. No problem which cannot be solved without violence. Without simply going ahead and cutting, you know, taking sides and killing everybody and anything and everything on the other side. And that is how this problem will be solved here. If you're a white nationalist thinker or something like that, how dare you say that is immoral for this young Dylan Roof to go ahead and gun down nine fucking niggers. Either his right to kill niggers or he wasn't. I believe he was right to kill niggers. I don't have a problem when some you know some niggers go ahead and gun down pigs. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, it's a good thing. Essentially, we are living in a time when Zod and Babylon is falling apart. When you end up having camp of the saints here, you end up having all these young-looking Muslim mongrels. And by the way, by the way, from what I gather, when they were crossing into the ocean here, here is one, you know, here is one Christian. He decides to pray to Christ here because the Caesar Shopee and the rest of the Muslim ragheads says, we don't pray to Christ here. We only pray to Allah. And so what they did is they threw off, they threw out into the sea the Christian who dared pray to God and about 12 other Christians here who did, you know, who were with them, who tried to keep their mouths shut here. Folks, that's your, that's your, what, religion of piss. You letting these creatures in as opposed to just simply gut shooting them? Well, folks, maybe you deserve to die. You want to die so bad? Go ahead. And die. Don't leave us in on it, okay? Because we don't, we won't have you. We are going to harden our hearts. And when it comes down to it, we're going to go ahead and take out our own trash. In many cases, we won't even bother to bury it. We'll just go ahead and let it rot for a while. But folks, that is how we take care of those things. And anybody, anybody who says different here, we don't need, you know, we don't need David Duck 
We don't need Don Black. We don't need that Jew, Alex Slender. We certainly don't need Trader Glenn Miller. We don't need uh, Hare Walrus. We don't need, let me see, Andre the Nigger Angley. We don't need April Gady or Silly Roper or any of these other fucktards. They really have nothing to say that we need to listen to. You know, I got to, you know, got to laugh here about here's this nut here in the nut house, and he rolls his eyes, and Kaylee say, kill, 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 kill. And sometimes I go along with it, too. Folks, it's a hell of a deal, but some of these nuts have a better idea than so-called these sane wiggers, much less these sane Mongols and these sane Jews. Sometimes, and there will come a time when there will be no sense other than going ahead and killing, 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 killing. In any case, someone who goes ahead and files a a DMCA complaint Folks, our little bowel movement is so freaking small that if somebody goes ahead and republishes your shit, as long as they don't change it any, you're ahead. The Internet is comprised of nothing but hyperlinks, and folks, I don't see any. I don't see sign anybody's really listening to us much. I go to my forum, and I see about 28 or 32 average here. Then I go over to Bale Fink's pathetic little forum, and I see, what, eight, nine, sometimes as many as 15 listening here. Went ahead and looked over at Codney's here. There's a few people mainly chewing ass on Codney. Carolyn Yenta, she has her own supply of Yenta, you know, Yenta skank licking meerkats, a few of them. One thing that surprised me was going over and looking over at National Review Online and look at these Republican conservative ones. And essentially what happens is they got a whole bunch of trolls in there. And they don't know what to do here. Do they ban the trolls for life, in which case nobody's listening to them? Or do they argue with them? Essentially the defenders of places like National View Online are a bunch of cucks here who have nothing to say. Nothing to say at all. I'm looking at old Hillary, and from what I gather, shoot, about everybody has dropped off except the same old kikes here, you know, the same old bunch here. I mean, most of the old Dow Chemical, all these people dropped Hillary's bullshit except for Coca-Cola and Swill Gates, okay? Anyway, looks like we got a few tars here. Okay. Oh, dang. Oh, we got we got old uh, we got old uh, Brucifer here. I'm gonna go ahead and take Brucifer's call here. Let me see. I'm gonna go ahead and then repute Mighty Chow. <laughs> you are so funny. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm going to go ahead and we're going to cut a break. We're going to go ahead and cut a break, and we will be back. But, 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 but folks, anyone who files a DMCA complaint essentially is a whining loser who really should, who really should get his ass handed to him. Because what you're doing, when you file a federal lawsuit, you have no notion as to where the hell it's going to go. In the case of Brian Rio, I'm going to shove. I'm going to go ahead and shove it right up old nigger lips mangina on Bell thinking he liars. Because essentially, old nigger lips has shot its wad, and it may have been a top old Bell in Bell thinks ass or he liars ass or whatever, but not mine. Anyway, folks, we're going to take a break. Hail victory. Come on. Try to unmute. Try to unmute you here. Hold on.
Okay, we're back, and I tried to unmute James Lawrence. Can you hear me? Hey, Martin, is that you? Haven't we haven't spoken for a long time? Well, yes, this was this was what? It's been about a month and a half since you called me a child molester and all that, and then you got back. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, I've kind of I've kind of forgiven you in a strange way, and because what? What, yeah. what do what do you have to forgive me about here? Me, uh, me, uh, me explaining to the Nimbuster for the, uh, the Nimbuster uh, no, trolls talking shit about me. I forgive you for that. Well, uh, that's mighty big of you. Uh, generally, generally, you do know that usually I don't I don't ban Nimbuster trolls or tars just for being Nimbuster trolls or tars. Guest number five ran afoul of me the second time the critter went ahead and, uh, oh, posted that water. You know, posted that water. Takes up a bunch of space here. Sort of gets up the chat here. Uh, Nigger and puke Marty Chomo is kicked off because he said Martin is a Chomo. I mean, if you're going to go ahead and call me a Chomo, that's fine, but I'm not going to allow you to post it, you know, in my own chat room here. Uh, Tattered flag was getting on my ass. He says, says, you went ahead and forgive old Bruce Howard or James Lawrence twice here, you know, and he went ahead and Bruce, you know, Bruce Howard or James Lawrence, he ain't, he ain't a may pop. He is a will pop because he'd listened to the story about way back in the late 1980s, you know, when I was taking, uh, when I was taking Roxy's second husband uh, to the, uh, you know, to the VA hospital up in Kansas City and return for a full tank of gas, $20, and pretty well all the McDonald's I could eat, you know, for the day. And I would tell about uh, these these uh, tires I'd buy for $5, uh, get fixed at Roxy's Brothers Tire Shop for 3 bucks. You know, along with the drunks. And, you know, I said, you, you buy these May Pops, and, you know, they will pop. And some of them, some of them would last where they wouldn't have any tread at all. They'd be like racing slicks here, and then you'd you'd see some you'd see some you'd see some cord on it here, and then they were known as hissers because you wore down the tire past the cord, and essentially once you once you wear a hole completely through the tire, it don't hold air here. So 
So I said, you know, he said, Bruce, you're a wolf pop. I said, well, I knew that here. But, you know, I, I, I really do believe you're a skinzoid little Jew boy, you know. But on the other hand, hell, I've been nice to Jew boys. I've been nice to, uh, what the hell is his name? A self-loving Jew. A Paul Dembski. Sometimes I'm nice to Newskike. I'm not very nice to the intern here, but then again, that ain't a nice Jew boy. So, uh, well, man, so, the reason I'm calling in is because, you know, I saw what you posted after I got kicked off VNN, and I thought, apart from, yeah, I know, I, I know I'm nuts, but I, as far as I know, I'm not Jewish. I've done some investigation to my family bloodline. I haven't found any Jewish ancestors, but... Yeah, because I I basically thought what you posted about me getting banned from VNN was cool, so I've forgiven you. <laughs> well, Mark Zida, Mark Zida, uh, what he does, he goes over. His, I mean, folks in this bowel movement of ours here, every single one of us here, every little you know, I, I call them unter thieving, fat and farting, fucktard fears. Every single one of us here is like we all got a big asshole spotting telescope, and we're we're all spying at each other here, seeing what the hell, you know, fake Lashini, he sees what I'm posting on my forum. Don Black sees what I'm posting on my forum. Maybe the duck even looks every time. So we're all going ahead. It's just like a small little neighborhood of ass clowns, and we're all just sort of, you know, staring at each other through a fucking microphone here. You know what I mean? Now, luckily, yeah. uh, my next-door neighbor, he's a Baptist minister here. and uh, Essentially, right now, I'm sitting in my underwear, my tidy whities here, uh, here in the EIB network here, the Erie Syphilis and Pride Broadcasting Network. And essentially, he doesn't, you know, he doesn't bother me much. But, you know, it's sort of hard to go out my front door because right across is a Jasper County pig, his bitch wife, Goes ahead and whines every time, you know, a lot of times over the morning here when I let Poopy Dog out for his morning pee here. You know what I mean? But uh, in any case, so we're all looking at each other here. And here's Mark Gina, and he spotted what you had written about him, uh, written about VNN. On the Daily Spermer. Yeah. Over on the Daily Spermer here. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm in awe because, hey, Andre the nigger. You know, and that's why I was saying with Luke the Puke. Uh, Luke the Puke wanted to call in Thursday night. And then when I got done with uh, with Drunken Virgil, Drunken Virgil was heading to becoming Virgil drunk, i.e. passing out. And there was this one character from Ohio. Uh, called, he used to be called the Liberty. And him and his wife have, let's say, they, they go ahead and they have orgies with other people, and certainly niggers on occasion here. And essentially he wanted to rest up you know, Thursday morning for because he, you know, he's probably back from the orgy. You know what I mean? But essentially, he was going to have an or, you know, him and his old lady were going to have an orgy. So essentially, they need to go to bed. Now it's going to let old you know Luke the puke on here. You know, uh, you know. So in any case, old Luke the puke pussied out on me here. So you know, pretty well, pretty well, my you know, pretty well, my modus operandi is I'll let anybody speak. You know, including you here. But how long do you think you're going to last with old Bell Finks? I mean, I remember uh, here you are talking shit about me over on Wolfwood's Whaler Wallstein uh, about two months oh, ago. Oh, yeah. And essentially... Uh, we're, 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 a bit like, we're a bit like feuding family, Martin. It's like we get along for a little bit, and then we're feuding with each other again, and we get along, and <laughs> then we're feuding well, again. Well, yeah. that's not so much the case here. I mean, essentially, yeah. I have a policy is that any fucktard wants to call in 
any fucktard gets a chance here. As long as my, as long as I get, as long as I get my, you know, monologue in here. Now, if it's really, you know, I mean, really total tard, like if Rusper were to call in, and he were to say, "Hey, well, I'm tired here. I, I got to take a break from." Yapping about uh, Judas Scepter and all this good happy horse shit. I mean, I got to take care of my wife here who got three quarters of her brain cut out because of her brain tumor or whatever. I go ahead and let Rusper go first. I go do the mall on. But my policy is to let every single, you know, I don't care whether I hate him or not. You know, with you, I feel sort of sorry, but essentially I let pretty well about every ass clown you know, have a say on the moving turd here. You know what I mean? Because, you know, really, what is the movement turd about other than ass clowns and Jew boys and Mongols and fucktards? You know, all pretend to be in the bowel movement here, and that's you know that certainly includes you. So I might as well. Let well, you know. no, not 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 really. I mean, I'm actually getting in with. I'm sure you've heard of Hammerskins, right? In America, you've heard of them? Yeah, there's a bunch of them here. I've I've seen them. They've been around yeah. for a while. Well, uh, I can tell you. In Australia, there's a group called Southern Cross Hammerskin, so it's the Australian branch, and I went to their big once-a-year concert, like, last weekend, and and I, I was the only Christian identity guy there. Most of the guys are Odinists. They're all a bunch of skinheads, and they got really drunk. I'm the only guy who didn't drink. So I'm, I'm officially getting in with Hammerskins now, so I'm finally getting into a racist group, and, you know, I'm doing something now, you know? Okay, well, I've sort of seen you. Yeah. I sort of seen you run around and said, "Please don't be gender blender. Please, I you know I don't you know, I don't want to fight with you anymore. You're trying to get in with old old gender bender over on the pistol pop. <laughs> you know, remember that about a month or so ago? And I'll go ahead. Yeah, and, and he called me a dog butt. <laughs> huh? He called me a dog butt. It was hilarious. On his, well, on his uh, hilarious. See, on see, his... we're all looking and seeing what the hell. Each of us, you know, each of us are doing here. And, you know, you know, let me just tell you, with Obajender Bender or Robert Hancock or whatever the hell's name is, that, you know, that, you know, Wheelos, you know, Tranny, Aussie, you know, Aussie, Poofter, Pedal Poofter or whatever, that card essentially knows that, you know, he, you know, being a tard himself here, being a Zogbot tard or whatever, he's not going to forgive you. He's not going to go ahead and forgive you here. Uh, Bargina. He's not going to forgive you. He's, he's a colostomy bag licker here. I, I'm just sort of wondering how long it's going to be before you get banned for the second or third time over on Dale Thanks here. Yeah, I mean, actually, I think it's going to be soon because um, what's his name? Uh, Sven Pakishchank had a falling out with me. <laughs> Uh-oh. Well, that's the only reason you're allowed. <laughs> you had a little... You had a little, uh, you know, you had a little ass-to-mouth interview with the Sven Shanks over on the Daily Spermer here. So, uh, so they called him a Aryan because he, he's a, a Paki who tries to support white people. <laughs> well, he's a self-loathing Paki, yeah. Yeah, uh, <laughs> he's a self-loathing Paki, and I bet your, I bet your ass is going to be out, and this time it's going to be out for good. I mean, they'll think. Bell I'm not too concerned, though. Yeah. <laughs> well, why why do you do that? Why do you do that here? I, I was telling, I was telling old tattered, is that shit? I went ahead and forgave you twice here. Well, I forgave you twice, and the third time, this is this crazy shit you do here. You you go along, and I'm of the opinion, 
You know, I, I'm a friend in the nut house here. Okay. And what happens? They tried to go ahead and make him take his resperidol. He doesn't really like it here. So essentially, in order to keep him from cheeking it and spitting it out. Now, the damn resperidol, you know, it's put in a sort of a foamy pink lozenge here. So you're still going to end up, regardless of whether or not you cheek it out here, you're still going to go ahead and have to eat about two-thirds of it. The best thing to do is before you get in here, what you do is you dry your mouth out here. You dry your cheek out here. And essentially, you put it against a relatively dry cheek here. You know what I mean? You know, rel- yeah. won't go ahead and do it here. And what happens is that they, you know, I don't know if he's that, but they, yeah, he's pretty smart here. You know, uh, I'm trying to get him, you know, he's supposed to go to trial, and, you know, his nutty mother, you know, his nutty mother is trying to get some, you know, Jew boy lawyer that I know called Kevin Jameson to keep him in that house. And I'm saying, hey, look. You know, yeah. Look, the reason you want to go to trial is your daddy pulled the gun on you and said some stupid shit about how two men can keep a secret and one of them are dead, and you didn't know. You didn't know he was trying to get you to kill him, so you went and killed him. You whacked him in the you know, head 13 times. Now, if you had known that daddy, you know, I mean, daddy was a nut, mom was nuts and going, you know, getting worse. Uh, daddy's dead. He ain't getting any worse. And sister's a nut, too. You know, probably saying this one a lot. You, you Jim, are nuts. But what happens is you want to go to trial. And what boils down to is that you really want, essentially, just to plead guilty to voluntary manslaughter and get your seven years, get your seven-year sentence. Get your seven-year sentence here. And uh, what you want to do is uh, just leave it at that here. But if they're going to insist here, well, hey, usually second-degree murder is what? Oh, seven to 15 years. You've already been locked up for yeah. 14. The average sentence is 12. Hell, you know, maybe it's time for them to stop doping you up here. But what they do with the, you know, old Jimbo is that every two weeks they give him a shot of about 100 milligrams of Risperidol. You know, it's in his ass. And essentially, it's sort of like, it's sort of, it, supposedly it just wears itself out here. So what happens is that when he starts going, hey, and it starts getting, you know, sort of nutty like you do here, well, uh, hey, uh, I, I, I do not. I'm assumed you get a shot in the ass here, and then I when do you not go ahead, get any. I'm not on any uh, any of the Jewish drugs now. I've been out of the nut house since uh, the end of July 2014, so I'm I'm not in there. I haven't I haven't spoken to a psychiatrist since June 2015, so a few months. Sure. So you're not doing any <laughs> stupid shit like you know going ahead and calling a, an abo and nigger here and then, you know, having him chase you to your house and, you know, you're, you're, you're not fighting with your father or your mother or anybody uh, else. I'm getting, getting along better with my parents now, yeah. Okay, well, that's good. But I, I am, I am, I'm fairly nutty, but I, I believe, like, when, when, um, Zog, when Zog collapses on it, in on itself, I would like to see psychiatrists hung from a rope on a tree. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, actually... <laughs> After they suffer from pig lice testicle eating syndrome, I mean, <laughs> DSMV four had what three quarters of a page <laughs> about psychotic disorder, not otherwise specified. What boiled down? Yeah, to that's me. Is psychiatrist <laughs> wants to go ahead and say you're nuts? Why, according to them, you're nuts because you're an asshole and talk back to the great psychiatrist here. You know, they can't go ahead and describe it. I mean. I think they now call it oppositional defiant order, which means fuck off, asshole. You don't. You're not in charge of me. 
But yeah, I'm not gonna no, I, I, I go ahead and tell them. Yo, I used to, I used to argue. I used to argue with the nigger and uh, Jew and uh, dothead psychiatrists here. The various, the very fucking dregs here. There was one of them here. You know, his last name was Hussein, but it was pronounced Hussein. I called him Sodom Insane here, and you know, I told him is that he, uh, you know, he got a. Uh, he got a degree in camel proctology from the University of Beirut here, and you know Marty Ann Martin and Ruster Trent thought it was uh, clinical psychiatry, so they hired the goofy bastard. And him and me never did like each other. The very first time he was trying to give me competency education, he looked at me and said, "There are people sort of like you who claim that we don't belong in this country." And I says, "Well, you're right." People like me don't think you belong in this country. You ought to go back to wherever the hell you came from. After you know, he went ahead and kicked me out of his little class here. He, you know, he didn't like you know, him and I hated each other here. And so he got to where I didn't have to take his class anymore because he didn't, you know, half the time he kicked me out of his class anyway after we'd have a fight here. Well, the, the niggers and the <laughs> here. And so he kicked me yeah. out here. But no, I, I once told him here is it was up to me. I don't know what you know form DSMV five would take, but essentially DSMV six would you know, just be one page, and it'd just be all pig lice testicle eating syndrome, and not just for pig lice here. And so anyway, you're claiming you're not nuts. Or oh no, I, I, nuts. I am. I am. I'm just an unmedicated nut. You're medicated. Not okay. unmedicated. I'm not on any medication. Yeah. Okay. So how do you avoid? Let's say you're feel you're feeling like being just a total tarred ass clown, like you haven't been on a couple occasions. You do yeah. understand is that you know chances are chances are one of them mustard tards is going to go over to Savannah Packy Shanks and so that Moosmer was on Mad Dog Show and he said that you had a fight and that you're a Packy and essentially he's going to go ahead and get <laughs> back thank you your ass is going to be grass. You're at- oh, I'm so disappointed. So, <laughs> I didn't give well, a shit. Well, Friday night. <laughs> you know. So anyway, so you had an outing with old Savan here, huh? Yeah, I mean, uh, the thing is that he he kicked me out of his chat room because I was just talking about, um, you know, white women, and he was like, oh, you don't have a right to talk. Because that, that faggot T-Dog 88 was talking about how much he loved men, and I said, I'm, I'm sick of that shit, so I posted... <laughs> Some pictures of women in there, and they banned me because of that. <laughs> okay, here. Anyway, I went ahead and, uh, you know, I, I let, you know, you know, on this show, I pretty well let ass clowns be ass clowns. You know, unless they get, you know, to my arbitrary dislike, they get, yeah. they get too much out of order. They get too much, you know, I mean, essentially. I mean, they're like you. They just go ahead and they feed on their own affluent here. You know what I mean? They, you know, they they huff their, they're like cars that huff their own farts here. So how do you how do you prevent when you are getting sort of when you're feeling sort of nutty here? I I see a few nuts here, you know, and essentially every so often they would get to where I'm not going to take my dope, and unlike me who was forced to take it, nor just by keeping me in there here. Why they could occasionally refuse to get their dope, but then what happens when they refuse to get their dope? They sort of crash and burn here. They sort of go okay. nuts here. And yeah, you, how do you yeah, yeah. how do you how do you keep yourself from oh essentially really crashing and burning when you okay. are just ready to you know I mean essentially you're ready to climb the walls here. 
know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, the difference is... You, you I'm, take I'm, lots of... Yeah, okay. You take lots of... You take lots of... Uh, Dope, smoking dope, or do you take a no. lot, drink lots, or what do you do? Then? No, I don't drink. I'm I'm more of a I'm a high functioning nut. So really, what happens? I just I'll just put on some music. Like whenever I you know if I walk around in public, I'll listen to music about killing niggers and sometimes sing along with that. And just release my anger through that kind of thing, you know. Just well, by don't pissing along. Oh. Don't sing along. Yeah. Don't sing along because hey, you may be popping. <laughs> And nigger may be sneaking up on you here. I'm gonna kill that. I'm gonna kill that racist. You know what I mean? I'm usually, I'm usually armed, though. I'm usually carrying some sort of weapon. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, this is not. This is not good. Jelly, your best bet here is to bebop. You know, now I've had people. I've have, had you people. Of, have you heard of Elf Stewart? Is a really funny uh, uh, character uh, in this television show. Elf Stewart. I'll post the one of his videos in the uh, in the chat room. But he's got a He's got a really, there's a really funny video of uh, Alf, and he says, No, I don't have any weapons on me, mate. I'll just stump, I'll probably just stump cones with me boost if I have to. <laughs> okay, here. Well, I'm looking at, I'm looking at, uh, I'm looking at some of the cards here. I think I'm going to be mean to one of them here. Just out of the, you know, you, you gotta, you gotta crack the whip every so often. You gotta crack the whip. Let me see. Okay, let's see if I recently cracked the whip on a tart here. Nope, he ran off. He ran off before I could crack the whip on him here. Now he's a quick tart here. <laughs> anyway, here. Well, it looks like a bunch of them sort of headed out. Oh, Linda had that. Did you know Linda was in here earlier? Hey. Oh, Linda. Yeah. You were gonna you were gonna marry her, remember, earlier this year? Yeah, and then and then she said she wanted to hang around with her Jewish daughter instead. Was she talking shit about me a little while ago? Huh? The guys in the chat room said that she was talking about me. Oh, what was she saying about you? I wasn't paying attention. I don't know. Oh okay. They said that she called into your show and she was talking shit about me. <laughs> So let's see here. <laughs> oh, they're talking shit about you two here. In any case, I was about to be I was about to temporarily block a tard here, but the tard you know the tard got notice of my evil intent and decided to uh save itself here. So in any case, uh let's see. So you know, I I'm just simply I'm just yes. That, you know, I mean, this bowel movement isn't too big here. If you're going to yeah. go ahead and get banned by Sylvain Packy Shanks and Bale Fink, which is not no a big deal, bad thing here. No big deal. No, really. no big deal. I mean, I'm, I'm really the longer the longer I've been in this, like I've been in the in the movement, the bowel movement since 2012, really, and I found that the more I'm in it, the more I'm like, I don't really give a shit if I'm not in. In, in Dan John's chat, oh, I like his idea of polygamy though, <laughs> and I, I don't I don't have a I don't you do well, know, because you do you know Dan Johns <laughs> Dan Johns is a essentially he's an Ashkenazi Melungeon who yeah. has you know who essentially I don't think he has Crohn's but he went ahead and gave it to his son Jeremiah Johns or you know Legal Mams or 2012 poor little critter was. 
you know, I remember when I found out that the critter had uh, Crohn's here. Uh, I was, I had a, little, I had a little Jew boy I was using here, and the little Jew boy, you know, I mean, I, I don't know what it is, but Jews sort of instinctively recognize each other when they're in, you know, when they're in harm, and they'll open up here, and that's why I found out the Commandork McFag, and uh, you know, essentially Jeremiah Johnson Crohn's here. He is real bad, and I think uh, essentially his son has a major bowel blockage. I mean, the, you know, little, the little keichling melungeon here is really messed up here. And yeah. what happens, I found out from Jeremy Visser, is that when he was, when Dan Johns was running around, I guess after Sister Cherie, you know, he ran around with another Mamsris here. This is before he got uh, the tan straggler here from 2010. But yep. he was running around and, you know, since he got Sister Cherie to agree to biblical polygamy, and yeah. so when he was talking to the new man, poor, and Sister Sharif, Sister Sharif, Chris had dead on March 14, 2009, along with, uh, what the hell's name, you know, uh, Jonathan Williams here. Uh, who oh, had yeah. a he used to hang out with Bishop, didn't he? had a nigger who had a, you know, his girlfriend gave birth, or his, you know, his fiance gave birth to a nigglet. And suppose they had another niglet in the oven here, and you know he got, you know he was t- said Christian Daniels cult. But from my Garrett, Dan John sort of like William Pierce, uh, they both got vasectomy. So what's the point of going? I mean, the, the only point is getting more pussy here. And the point is, you know, yeah. having more children. You know, it's, it's oh, that's, that's you never what I would want to do. I'd, I'd, I'd want to have more white kids, if, if possible. Yeah, because I'm not, and I'm also. Go ahead and have more kids <laughs> who are likely to have schizophrenia. And uh, I, don't, I, don't, I, I would, I would argue, I would argue that I probably don't, but because psychiatrists never said I did. But and I would say I'm generally nuts. Yeah. Okay. So what kind of nuts are you? Are we all your schizophrenia. Ah, yeah. Well, are you, you going to do Tucker? What I call in the Dewey Tucker, I try to, I try to, a, a while ago, I try to say, I try to resolve things with Dewey. I haven't really talked about him for a long time. I've tried to just <laughs> keep the peace, you know, because we were, we were feuding like really badly for a while, <laughs> you know. Okay, I, I think we have Linda calling in here. Do you, do you want me to go ahead and unmute Linda? It could it could be uh, interesting. I, I could really make the the third roll. <laughs> Might as well here. Let's just go ahead and take a thirty second dead air time. I'm going to mute who I think is Linda here. Okay. Okay. Hello, is this Linda? Yes, it is, Pastor. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. I mean, heck, this is just another day when I'm not in jail or in Nuthouse. Uh, yesterday, I got a whole bunch of grass cut. Uh, I was tight. I was very sore from, you know, essentially working. Uh, you know, most of the grass was cut after sundown. But uh, in case, yeah, I was up till about oh, I'll post the cast. Oh, you're cutting in and out. Yeah. 
Oh, I, I was cutting grass here yesterday, and uh-huh. so I'm feeling okay here. I got I got about a third of a cup of Folger swell left. Oh, that's good. Well, I'm feeling fairly good too. I've been uh, actually quite active. So, and it's yeah, good yeah. to just keep getting plugged, Jimmy. Hello, James. Oh, hey, hey. I, I never said anything bad about you. That you, you know, yeah. don't believe what the Nimbusters put in there. You should know that by now. They make yeah. stuff up. They stir up things. I never said anything about you. They, when I logged in earlier, when you were on, they immediately said that you were on earlier talking bad about me. Same oh, thing. Really? <laughs> they play the double. Yeah, they do that all the time. <laughs> And, and and my relationship with Shane, they did the same thing. They made him think that I was on the, uh, you know, in the chat room, and they would pretend that I was in there earlier saying nasty things, and I never was on it. As a matter of fact, I, you know, wasn't on it for six months, and you had Kennewick man pretending to be me. He logged in with my with my name and all this crap, pretending to be me. So don't don't believe all that garbage. First of all, I'd never say anything bad about you, and you know it. You should okay. know that, okay? Yeah, but you did say you were going to come here in August. Well, honey, I couldn't do that. I got subpoenaed into uh, court. Oh, you did. And I called you, remember? And you were supposed to call Shane. And Shane, I called him back. He said you never called him. You wanted to yeah. talk to him. You didn't do it. So, I mean, I, I was waiting for you to contact me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, the thing is, I could have called Shane, but it's like two hundred dollars, like, uh, like half an hour if I was to call, and that's a lot yeah. of money. Yeah, well, international okay. calls are expensive. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I, that's why I have this little cheap, you know, pay-as-you-go phone. But I can, uh, I can call a landline. Like I can call your home, as you know, and talk on your landline forever. Like I can talk to anyone in the United States on my uh, cell service. Forever, yeah, unlimited. But I can't call your cell outside. Of, I can call everybody in the United States and, and the U.S. on their cell phone and talk unlimited. But even when I call my friend from um, uh, Perth, she's from Perth. She's a ex uh, rock star. And, oh really? Um, you, should, you, should, yeah. you should give me. You should give me that person's number. <laughs> well, no, she's married. Oh okay, yeah. Yeah, I'm not giving you her number. <laughs> you little stinker. Anyway, um, uh, we, we're good friends. Anyway, she they, she lives up in Queens, and they you know, and she calls me on her landline, and then just for a few minutes, like you could do that for a few minutes if you wanted to get in touch with me, call from home, and you know, for a minute, and say, call me back. On here, and I can call you back, and it costs you nothing. I can talk unlimited on your landline, on your home phone, to you. But you can't to me because you would pay long distance fees. So I call her in Queens, up in New York, and talk unlimited on her, you know, landline. We do it all the time. Yeah. Yeah. That group was called Halda, H U L. A.D., Black Forest. Okay. But they kind of retired. They, they've gone, you know, that they were, they're in their 40s. Oh, actually, her husband's in his 50s now. I yeah. guess she's in her late uh, 40s. Hey, I was going to say, um, you know, 
something about, you know, it's good to talk, I think, about Elder Gary. I mean, he was... That guy was oh, a genius. I, don't, I don't even know. I don't know if he's still alive, but I went to he a is. big music... And I, uh, yeah, he I, is. I, and um, I would... Yeah. Uh, and, and Shane... Well, Lo, people in the chat room... Logan communicates with him all the time. He oh, had really? uh, a cataract surgery, so he, I guess he lost one eye. Um, and his wife was been sick. He had cancer surgery. She, she, he's like in his, he's maybe, um, I'm trying to think, maybe he's about 14 years older than me. He's yeah, well in his 80s. He's, he's in his 80s. early 80s. Well, last time I, I tried to call him about six, seven, eight months ago, uh-huh. and essentially the phone was disconnected, so I assume he's dead. Oh, you know what? Okay. Well, I don't know, but he he is alive. Maybe, you know, and that's what uh, Shane I know he's alive. Yeah, and that they, he says he calls them every week. They have Bible studies every weekend on the phone together. Okay, well, I, I wanted to say uh, that, you know, Elder Gary was completely right about the alcohol issue. Like, I agree yes. with, like, Prohibition. I know. I'll, I'll tell you why. Because I was on that, on that we were on a boat, uh, you know, like 60 skinheads, and there was, like, 10 women who were, like, the wives of these, you know, skinheads, you know, this is the big... And they're all getting hammer, drunk and hot, hanging all concert. over each other, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were drinking heaps. Mm-hmm. Like, they had free free beer on the boat. It cost, like, 100 bucks to get on the boat. Shane, uh, uh, I used to have that in company. my home. Uh, Shane, but, yeah. uh, James, I used to entertain yeah. in my home, my 35-foot, 100-foot custom-built home when I was married. And... Uh, Durham, North Carolina, right on the border of Chapel Hill. And uh, we used to have big parties. I mean, huge parties. We had deck. We had a 35-foot deck off the back of the house. It was over a creek, so we always had a keg out there. We had a huge deck out in the front, and we had a keg out there. I, you know, I used to entertain all the time. It would always have big parties. And everybody got drunk. Oh, yeah, it was always fun, you know. Oh, yeah, right. When I look back, it was, wasn't was really fun. <laughs> Alcohol destroys your uh, life. It kills your brain cells. Yeah, yeah. Life. And, um, you know, the only reason most people use it to get drunk, it really, it gets them, they, they forget about any kind of morals. They have no morals when they get drunk. Yeah. And it's like it's it's a way to deal with your pain. If you can't deal with your pain, you get drunk. Yeah, actually, I'll tell you something else. I'll tell you something else. It was really funny. Um, one of these guys at the concert, uh, he was from Adelaide, so he flew down for the concert. He told me that um, he heard about like I have an idea that I want to have a, a bunch of skinheads patrolling the streets with weapons to stop. Oh, that's like, excellent idea. To stop to stop these non-whites doing crimes. And then this guy, I, 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 I think he's a faggot because he said, I heard him saying, like, I've met him before at, another, at one of these uh, Patriot rallies, and he said to a woman that he wanted her to rape him up the, the butt with the dildo. So I, I knew he was a oh, faggot. He, he, said he, he said he spent two years in prison, and he told me if I, if I did the idea, had the idea of patrols, that he said, oh, you'd be sucking off other men in prison. And and I and, and he's been in prison for two years. I was thinking, now nah, that's the sort of shit that he did in prison. I'm not going to end up in prison. He can go fucking so. I, I I don't like that bloody idiot. You know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, 
So uh, that's the duty and the pre- see that 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 that's supposed to be the big butch macho thing, you know. But fucking, yeah, really, uh huh. Actually, he also I try to tell him I try to tell him that most fags are pedos, and he tried to have an argument with me. Like he he says he said, oh, there's some fags who are good people. I'm like, You're oh no, such thing. Huh? It doesn't exist. Yeah, no. yeah. <laughs> does not exist. Yeah. How do you like my uh, my Google Plus site? I, I'm getting thought. I'm getting uh, a lot of um, yeah, some really cool people from off your site. A lot of young um, Aryan guys. And, uh, uh, that's, that's not what I have. <laughs> uh, if you look at my site, you see I had added mostly women. I don't. Add... Well, well, I'm getting the men off yours, <laughs> and then one of your friend, uh, uh, another one. Oh, young woman today. She's she's red hair, redheaded, and she finally she really liked something I said that clicked with her. So she's um, connected with me, and she would like to talk to me. So I'm probably going to follow up. Um, so how much does it cost? Uh, are you on Skype, Bruce or James? Uh, yeah, but actually I found out you can use um, TalkShoe for free. There's like a, a program. Yeah, you remember, do you remember Luke? Do you remember Luke, um, you know, the Aussie Luke who calls in the WWF, you know, Wolf Wall Street? Oh, you mean, you mean Luke McKee, a.k.a. Luke the Aussie You know, the guy who's obsessed with fags? Yeah. He um he showed me a, that there's a program you can use where you can use uh where you can call in for free. But I'm using Skype. Oh please don't call. I don't have a dirty mouth. How much, Get out of here. It, how much does oh, it cost for you and I'll show you Skype then? <laughs> call in like this, it's like maybe fifty cents. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. Good. Right. Oh, well, oh, I know here in the uh, unlimited for fifty cents or no, but, but, like, for like, if I was on for two hours, it would two or three hours. It costs maybe two dollars. Oh, that's not bad. That's very reasonable. Yeah. Okay. Well, I tried to to do uh, their uh, what is it? The talk shoe. It's called. And I had a, I couldn't I couldn't get my um, my uh, MSI to configure with it, and I got new, you know earphones and everything else. I was trying to get on it when uh with um when uh, Logan was on. That way. Like you're like you're talking right now, James. Uh, through yeah. the um yeah. But I couldn't get it to configure so I got I got frustrated. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um I, Yeah. Well you I sound mean, good. I'm, you sound yeah. good. And I'm, I'm, I'm going, doing well. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, I would have loved to have come. I was waiting for you to call me back. So I remember on my email, I made it okay. clear that you, you would have to connect yeah. with me for. All right. You know, I mean, you didn't have to call me. You just could have emailed me or text, yeah. you know, whatever you want to let me okay. know that I could call you. Because I can call you, you know, that and talk to you on your landline, and it costs you nothing. I can talk forever on it, as you know. Okay. Because I'm paying yeah. for the service, see? So, yeah, um, anyway, anyway, I was going to say, uh, I'm going to some more of these Patriot rallies. There's another one we're going to in uh, uh, just a couple of weeks in uh-huh. Bendigo. We're, we're, gonna, we're trying to stop the building of a mosque. We're trying to stop Muslims from building their their Islamic centers and shit like that. 
Uh-huh. So, yeah, a bunch of skinheads were taking a skinhead bus down there. <laughs> so, like 50 skinheads yeah. on the bus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Bunch of skinheads on a bus. Okay. Yeah. Oh, you're renting a bus, or you know, you're gonna get rent yeah, well, a bus. We're hiring. We're hiring a bus. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, good. Oh, okay. Uh, well, I checked out. I might. I'm considering maybe joining any skinhead group here. <laughs> Matter of fact, I got the name of the head. Uh, who's the head of it here in Jersey City? But I don't know how I, mean, I don't know how to go about. What's, uh, you know, somebody what's, what's on, on uh, what, Wolf yeah, what, Street. What, what's the name of the group? You couldn't give me the name of the group, but you see, the I, I researched Hammerskins already here in the U.S. Uh, in this area, and most of them have you know they had they have websites and stuff, but they've closed them down. They're not you know real active. They haven't been up maybe for two years or a year or so. So I think they've done that for a reason. So I'm, I'm, um, I don't know what else to do, how to do it. Well, I have, I, I'm going to start researching it. You know, I am. Things aren't so good anymore. It, it's like a nightmare in this place. I, I'm, yeah. I, I'm the only white person ever walking around. I'm very dead serious. Every time I go into down to Jersey City yeah. in the city, it's all black. It's all black. And uh, that's, that's a, why. That's why I offered for you to come here. But anyway, let's see what Martin has to say. Okay, honey. Uh, I was I was wondering, so what, did Logan tell you that Elder Gary's still alive? Yeah, but see, Elder Gary's been pretty sick. He had, um, he, he, you know, they might have disconnected his phone for a while because um, his wife had cancer, had a breast removed. She had cancer of the breast. Mm-hmm. And he also lost an eye with cataract surgery. So they might have been, you know, might have had their phone disconnected and moved in with family or something for a while while they're, you know, because they're older. Yeah, I know they're older. I, I yeah, just, he, he oh, got, I remember, I think it was about eight months ago, I tried to call in and, oh, well, that was, I was looking for, I was looking in Ohio for the old Klansman who used to really run the Harold Grooms Foundation. I Oh, uh, what, James, wait a minute, James, I do not want to be a cum slut for skinheads. You know that. It was a joke. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. Yeah. That's what they tried to say about me. Yeah, I know. Okay, yeah. well, go on. I'm sorry. Uh, a bit of a mob. Uh, yeah. So anyway, I was, you know, I, I, uh, last time, you know, I'd called him. He was, oh, he was 93 or 94. Mm-hmm. And essentially, he was a he was an old clansman here, and he, uh, you know, he was a. Essentially, among Ray Redfern's bunch here, I mean Ray, Ray like you know, essentially like killed him in uh, 2003 here, and then Mo Gullet here, he was into, you know, he was uh-huh. just simply a drunken crackhead, still is, and uh-huh. let me see, about a week or so ago, old Billy Roper listens to April Gady, and April oh, Gady says, "I want you to." I want you to go ahead and unfriend him, you know, or I'm going to unfriend you. And essentially, the whore got old she's Billy. Like oh, I've seen, I've seen, your, <laughs> I've like seen your YouTube video. I've seen your YouTube video, and essentially, you're, you're vulgar. And essentially, it was uh, that YouTube video was based upon a song, and yeah. I was all annoyed at April Gay D for shitting on Edgar Steele after Edgar Steele 
had essentially got the uh, Icelandic uh, pecker sickle to uh, essentially <laughs> back off and take in April Gady's you know, twin daughters here. Uh-huh. Essentially, uh-huh. here's April. She has no gratitude. She has no... I mean, essentially, she's just nothing but a, you know, she's just nothing but a whore and a camp follower who causes oh. trouble. So anyway, yeah, well, I, was, you know. I was annoyed. I was annoyed at Billy Roper. Uh, I had decided uh-huh. to essentially, oh, he when he used to have Butler running around in 2003 and 2004 on the C Butler before he croaks uh, tour. Uh, you know, this guy named Rick Spring was his security chief here. Rick Spring was working for Zog. He told Billy Roper that in 2007, but everybody figured out before here, uh, because in 2003, here are all these applications uh, being printed by the Southern Poverty Law Center and by that nigger, Daryl Lamont Jenkins of the One Primates Project. Uh So here's old Billy. He's going ahead and uh, oh, in early... 2005, he is saying that Rick Spring decided he wasn't going to open up any membership, you know, in the Church of Jesus Christ Christian or Aryan Nations. I told Billy, you know, I told him on White National, you know, white, on White Revolution, is look, Billy, you're not the one that gets side, and neither is Rick Spring here. It's all together as to who's the leader of whatever. You know, it's all decided at the local level, decided at the one and two and three family congregation level, those sort of things. Not by what the Southern Poverty Law Center says, and certainly not what uh, you say. Right. You know, I mean, it's not even it's not not even an election. It's just pretty well a matter of first among equals. Uh huh. Huh. You'll you'll end up having sci-fi favor or essentially all these other clowns, and that's why I've noticed in the bowel movement. It's yeah. usually people pointing out the Southern Poverty Law Center says something about so and so, you know, be it Red Mike Vanderkike or be it uh, Sci Fi Faber or now Morris Gallet here. And essentially, the Southern Poverty Law Center doesn't determine anything. You know, they're not the ones who get to decide. I don't care whether you know what what sort of article they have about you. The only time they've ever spelled my name right was the day after I got. Arrested on Salmon Station charges back in uh, 2010. That's the only time they've ever spelled my name correctly. Uh, yeah. So no, yeah. no, I mean, uh, maybe I Ro- believe Southern Ro- they they make stuff up too. I mean, if something well, they, happens, to you, they embellish they, everything. They act. They act. <laughs> and they lie. They, well, they lie, and they act like they get. Of course they decide. do. They act yeah. as if they to make your life miserable. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let, 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 don't interrupt. Anyway, they act like they get to decide who, you know, what is what, and that's not the case. In the case of Trader Glenn Miller, I mean, shoot, I believe he had arranged with his, uh, you know, with his witness, federal witness protection handler, to gun down whatever he could find out in the, find in the parking lot, and that's what he did. They they go through the trial as if he is a quote. <laughs> real white supremacist here. And he's not. He's just simply a drunken, melungeon rat here who uh, had an arrangement to go ahead and gun down whatever he could find in the parking lot. So, no, so no I mean, you, you you go and you look. And I, I pretty well, you know, I, I was trying to explain to uh, James here is that usually, usually I'll take about anybody's call. I'll uh, I'll take well not usually I pretty well take everybody's call including Luke the uh, 
the uh-huh. off the pedal poofter pukes he'll call. I mean, I you know I, I go. I, I spoke to him on Skype as well. Yeah, he's pretty pretty nuts as well. Yeah. Well, no, when he first came in, when he first came in, you know, he's he's after how about everybody is a pedal but him, but he's living in what <laughs> South Vietnam or Vietnam. You know, he's probably not living well, in Philippines. Yeah. He, he he's living he's living there. Essentially, for Whigger, the only reason you're a Whigger there is because you're a sex tourist. You know what I mean? Yeah. And mm-hmm. so, in short, here you are calling everybody a pedo, and you're living, you know, you're living in Vietnam, sex tourist special here. Suck oh, yeah, he, he, told me, he told me he had a good girlfriend as well. Yeah, he did. Okay, well, I don't know. You know maybe he does, maybe he doesn't here. You don't know what the hell, but essentially, here he is. And what sort of, what sort of mess, you know, what sort of... <laughs> used the hell out of me is he's calling me a vexatious litigant. Well, guess where I hear that from? Brian uh-huh. Leo. Yeah, yeah, I, I mean, can you think know, of that. You know, I, I, I go ahead and write to the federal judge, oh, by the way, uh, here's his 18 lawsuits uh, against people in the Lake County uh, Circuit Court, and essentially 16 of them have already been dismissed except for the two they filed last week. You know what uh-huh. I mean? And mm-hmm. so he's calling me a vexatious litigant. And in, in early May, I went ahead and called up the Lake County uh, District Court. From what I gather, what I told them, they got to where they don't let him file. They don't let him file any more informal pauperous lawsuits anymore. You know, he has to pay $190. He has to pay the court costs up front here. Or the you know initiation. He's done a lot of them. Good Lord! Last time I looked, about two weeks ago, it was what up to twenty-five of them. You know uh-huh. what I mean? I know, and but most of them were you. I guess you. Oh, see a vexatious litigant. Well, yeah. so here's Eli James, and here's Frank, and they're bitching about oh my uh-huh. late 2008 against uh, the nigger in chief here. You know, uh-huh. and, and essentially, you know, shit, you're claiming one federal lawsuit for which I paid money. You know, you're 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 claiming that that is a uh, I'm a vexatious litigant because I filed a lawsuit what oh six seven years ago and you are bitching you are bitching about uh, you know here you are just fresh <laughs> off of, you know eighteen of them here within the last year and a half all of which have been dismissed practically except for the couple you filed last week. I mean, you know, who the hell's the vexation litigant? Here's Luke the Puke said. So essentially, I think that Luke the Puke, and uh-huh. I think, you know, I think he's working with Brian Real. He's working with Fink and Savannah mm-hmm. Packy Shanks. And so mm-hmm. these characters, these characters, each other's. You're cutting out. Bell Fink. Okay, Bell Fink. Okay, well, James had to hang up or something. Bell Fink. Yeah. Well, uh-huh. I mean, you know, here he is. His his stupid, his stupid, you know, Hitler is the Archangel Michael podcast while they're over on Daily uh-huh. Sperma. Uh-huh. I mean, and well, same huh. way with Savant Packy Shake, same way with uh, same right. way with Andre the Diggers bullshit. So these people are essentially cross pollinating each other, or they're all in it together, and so you don't worry about it, okay? Mm-hmm. Hmm. So, uh, let's see here. I guess old James, uh, 
I guess James ran out of money. In any case, I, uh, let's see. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, well, um, I hear, I'm glad that I was listening to your monologue and I heard that, um, uh, finally done with, um, Brian Rio. Not really, not really. What I'm, what I'm going to do here, essentially, it should have been dismissed with prejudice. Uh, what I'm going to have to do, what I'm going to have to do is that essentially what I've let Brian Rio do is essentially do all the, well, you know, his lawsuit is bogus here. I mean, it's altogether fraudulent. What I would, what I did is that I said, okay, well, shoot, yeah, let's have a, let's have a jury trial in Springfield around the first of the year. Let's have a jury trial in Springfield. You try to explain, you know, how a nigger lip mongrel like you is, you know, is all mad because I went ahead and found your Facebook profile page and put it posted up on my web page and yeah. saying that you ought to get ten million dollars from that. You know what I mean? And it wasn't gonna happen. Uh yeah. if listen if, if you know, listen to the uh I listened to the uh February uh, conference call, and essentially, Brian Rio doesn't want to do any, uh, you know, actually bring any of these trials. In fact, if he brought mm-hmm. it to trial, I mean, essentially, he'd be losing a couple times, and that would actually, he'd actually have to pay the, he'd actually mm-hmm. have to pay the court costs and everything mm-hmm. else here, and then he's screwed. You know, he's mm-hmm. screwed. So essentially, what I did is just let Brian Rio lie to the judge, and he lied right. and lied and lied to the judge. So what I need to do is I'm going to file. Luckily, uh, what happens? The judge made a decision on September 10th. He got mailed out September 11th, mm-hmm. and then the stupid court clerk didn't put enough postage on the dang thing. So it went okay. back, and then he slapped another 50 cents, uh-huh. 50 cent sticker on. So then it reached me on the 18th here. Well, under uh-huh. the old, under the old, uh, mm-hmm. underneath the old. Uh, ruling here why I'd have to I'd have to be staying up all night here writing a Rule 59E motion here and get it there before 10 days. I'd have to drive to Springfield tomorrow. And oh, now, now now it's 28 days. So huh. what I'm going to do is I'm going to go ahead and file a Rule 59E motion for the judge to essentially you know do like I asked here. You know, charge Brian Real $400 for the filing fee Charge him what six hundred some dollars, six hundred fifty-four dollars and forty some cents for uh-huh. the for the bogus service. And essentially, has to pay a thousand bucks for his bogus lawsuit. The judge dismissed it on the grounds and said, "Hey, there's nothing there, and there is nothing mm-hmm. there." Uh, he never he never verified the complaint, and all it consists of is he's mean to me, he's mean to me, he's mean to uh-huh. me. You know, and what happens? The judge can go ahead and look. You know, he can go over to my forum and go ahead and look for himself. Look for himself that here's Brian Rio. Brian Rio was filing this bogus lawsuit. He's he's essentially filing all this bogus stuff. But here this federal judge wants to cut him some slack. And there are some crimes. There's some criminal activity. Brian Rio committed criminal activity. He's committed fraud. He's committed, you know, wire fraud. He's committed right. essentially a conspiracy with... You know, Bill Fink and Eli James and Meerkat Mark. Yeah, I know. County. I've been following this. I've been following you for years. You know, yeah. I've been following you through all this. Take down my yeah. web pages. 
And secondly, yeah. I, you know, I'm saying mm-hmm. that this is church property, and therefore he is violating my First Amendment rights. He you know, essentially, judge, you need to make mm-hmm. him pay for his criminal, you know, for his criminal fraud. Right. You know, I mean, here you are on the 13th, and you know, I used to be. I'm still friends with the, with the, you know. United States attorneys from the Western District of Missouri. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mm-hmm. they are. You used to be one of them here. You know why don't you? Why you know? I mean, it's against the law to sign something under penalty of perjury. Certainly, a digital mm-hmm. lending copyright act. And that's why that's why I see old Rodney Martin. Rodney, you know, I, I've never been too much impressed with Rodney Martin because he was running around with this uh, Jew named uh, Eli James or Joseph Cuts Putts. You know, November Goldstein, yeah. whatever the hell the, you know the Jew boy's name is, yeah. and the Jew boy was yeah. in with Brian Real, and here he is pretending that Eli James is a Christian identity pastor. He's pretending that mm-hmm. Morris Gillette is something other than just a drunken Zogbot crackhead who, uh, you know, he's pretending all these characters. So he's desperate to have his American Nationalist radio, and over the last couple months. Old Codney has sort of disappeared, and old Charles Giuliani is the only one who's posting anything. And then Giuliani went to what, Renegade Radio or something like that? So then he didn't have anybody. And so he showed up a week ago with some Veronica Clark heifer, and essentially they're talking shit about Carolyn Yenta, which is fine by me. I have no use for Carolyn Yenta or Andre the Nigger or any of these things, but that doesn't mean that Codney. I agree. I'm the same way. It doesn't mean doesn't mean that Codney, you know, is trustworthy because he's not. I mean, I told Codney is that Eli James and Eli James' little Jew buddies here, uh, Kathy Curry and Steve Smith and the rest here, they don't believe in freedom of speech. They don't believe in anything here other than we get to decide who gets to hear what. So here mm-hmm. is here's old Rodney, and from what I gather, he says that his wife is, you know, Eastern Cherokee Indian. Way back in <laughs> 2009, 2010. And Can I laugh? He's a tribal administrator for this Indian tribe. And, I mean, saying something like that is the same as Axis Skanky telling me that she went to a BIA school. I know. You don't, you don't, get, you don't get to, you know, settler kids don't get to go to BIA schools, be it 1965 or be it 2015. You don't get to you know, if you're if you're a white kid, you know, and you are on it in you you are you know living somehow. Uh, you don't get into those schools. You have to be in. Oh, right here. You're, you know, this is some motherfucker. I mean, and so you know, shoot, you don't get a job. You don't get a job with you know being a tribal administrator. Uh, unless you either are an engine or you're real close to another engine here who's going to get you a special preference here. Right. So hey, I mean I don't I mean I you know, I don't believe Rodney either here. And essentially what, what pisses me off though is to hear <laughs> these people hear these people over at you know, Mamie shit here and they go ahead they go ahead and they they give Rodney listening ship here and then he goes ahead and decides to threaten them with a DMCA action for them actually taking him seriously here. That's the same that's the same way as April Gate E shitting on Edgar Steele. You know, that's why oh, I got yeah. down Ed, I know. That's why you know, I, I, they get, yeah. 
I mean, I was annoyed at her. I was annoyed at her. She goes, she goes to Harold Covington's bunch here. She wants to be buddy buddies with Harold Covington's bunch. And then in 2011, why you know, Covington's Colonel House here gets more gets more media attention. So then she decides to turn on you know Harold Covington. I didn't mind her turning on Axe Skanky because Axe Skanky is a skank, you know slut too. But you know, I mean, I got you. Know, I mean, if I you. Know, if I see if I see essentially treason or betrayal or crooked shit here, you know I don't care even if the person's a piece of shit, you know. I mean, I and I really wasn't that fond of Edgar Steele, but you know essentially I do believe Edgar was one of our own, and that's why I got on Jim Giles. That's why. Yeah, really. I, I mean, uh-huh. I, I, I can get along with Mona Montgomery because she, for her own reason she wants to, you know, determine Edgar Steele was guilty, and essentially it wasn't really a betrayal for her to say this shit here. But for for April Gady, yeah, I mean, you know, here is here is Edgar Steele, and he goes ahead and helps her keep custody of her two twin daughters, and essentially well, I know shits he on did that. Shit, yeah. shits on them. And, and she, turned, she turned on him. Yeah, yeah, I turned, know. She turned on him. Mm-hmm. And essentially, if you're going to go ahead, if you're going to go ahead and shit on somebody, you're going to go ahead and shit on somebody who did you a favor because you're just simply a lying bitch here. That's fucking unforgivable. And what happens okay. is that, you mm-hmm. know, I decided I decide to forgive Billy Roper for siding with old Rick Spring, who's a Zogmot, who betrayed Butler. And essentially, think that Billy had gotten past it here. And here comes this whore who tells him, "Well, you can unfriend you. Know, you better unfriend you know, instead, you know, because of well, this video." Well, I looked at the video, and essentially on the on the chalkboard it says "traitors to Edgar Steele," and at the very end it says, "Hey, look, April, you're going to be ridiculed by me as long as you shit on April, you know, on Edgar Steele." Right. Well, especially the bitch, that whore is not is not remorseful for what the hell she did. You know, I mean that no, kind of whore is not remorseful. She's just simply she, a lying she's whore. She's just one of those little. She's just a little communist cunt whore. Oh, she's a communist. <laughs> that's what they are. That's what it. most of that modern day women are. They're communist cunt whores. I don't know about so communist, but yeah, yeah. Well, she is a cunt. Whore. She is a cunt whore. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. hey, I mean I you know. Here she is, okay, and she tries to go ahead and look on my, you know, she tries to go ahead and look on my Facebook page by sending me a friend's request. So, okay, April, and what happens? She gets, to, she gets to look at it, and then she goes ahead and pulls it off and goes running to uh, Billy Roper. You know, and look, I mean, as far as I can concern, look, folks, don't trust Billy Roper here. He doesn't understand anything about Christianity. He doesn't understand about anything here. I mean, he's going to serve. He's going to serve, you know, if you're going to serve a whore, if you're going to serve a whore, then you need to be known as serving whore, an ungrateful whore. And essentially, uh-huh. I, think, I think Billy Roper is just nothing more than a factotum for Zogbots, you know. And you know what a factotum Well, you think so? Billy Roper is? Well, he's just, he, he serves. I mean, essentially, he, you know, he, 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 I had to unfriend you because your YouTube video is vulgar. Well, go ahead and look oh. at the whole part of it here. Traders said your steel. Traders said your steel. I say, hey, look, April, you're going to get this ridicule as long as you talk shit about Edgar Steele. So look, Billy. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, essentially, you're shitting on Edgar Steele too. You're supporting this whore 
who Edgar Steele mm-hmm. helped, you know, who she turned on. You know what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. So, hey, you know, I mean, it's one thing for somebody like Don Pauly, who doesn't owe Edgar Steele anything, to say some shit about him, although I don't appreciate that. But essentially, mm-hmm. if, if, if Edgar helped you out and saved, saved you, you know, you know, from losing custody of your two daughters, you know, and then you shit over them here? Yeah. Right. You're, you're, you're ungrateful. You're an ungrateful whore. You know what I mean? And, you know, shoot. I oh, she forgot you. that real quick, you know, but she forgot that real quick. I mean, you know. Um, you know, I, I didn't, when that all happened, I did not accuse him right off the bat. Like, Let's say Mona totally accused him off the bat and thought he tried to kill his wife. I, yes, but yes. I, but didn't, you know, I haven't I'm, all through, you know, all through the, the trial. I'm trying to tell you how I see it. I, I never know. Edgar Steele never did a favor to Mona Montgomery. No, but, no. But Edgar Steele and, did a favor to April Gady, and April Gady had no... I mean, shoot. If, you know, yeah, he, 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 he did this free of charge. That's, that's he didn't charge her. No, he didn't charge that whore anything here. Maybe he should charge. And she turned on him afterwards and decided that he he did, he tried to kill his wife. And he was being set up because ADL way, did not like with, what he was same saying. Way Don, same way with Don Black. I've never really had any respect for David Duck or Don Black here. I always thought they were just some sort of false flag operation. But then again, here it is, a month or so ago, and essentially Don Black is shitting, you know, some guy named Carl from Alabama calls up here, Mm -hmm. you know, tasting cast for shitting on Edgar Steele. Well, what happens? Edgar Steele had a little girlfriend. (laughs) Well, guess what? David Duck had a whole bunch of little girlfriends. David Duck Mm -hmm. pled guilty you know, pled guilty to essentially wasting his followers' money on gambling, riverboat mm-hmm. gambling or whatever. And essentially, guess what? Edgar Steele was one of the people who signed the New Orleans Protocol in 2000 after the duck got in. And here you are. Essentially, right. the protocol is an agreement that you won't talk shit about anybody else. I haven't signed it. Alex Linder mm-hmm. hasn't signed it. Essentially, you know, this show tells it like it sees it here. But here... Don Black, and essentially in order to go ahead and bring the duck back into the bowel movement after essentially, I mean, everybody knows about the duck. Everybody knows he's a, you know, he's just simply a thieving piece of shit. He's a zombie. Yeah. I mean, you, well, you, you, I, I, you, you think he can write yeah. all these books but, and, and, and do all what this without being one of them? Of course. What pissed me off, what pissed me off about Don Black? Is that essentially he? You know, he he and the duck had an agreement, and Edgar Steele signed it. And essentially, Don Black is breaking the agreement. You know, the 2000, you know, the 2000 New Orleans Protocol. Essentially, Don Black violated this protocol, by which Edgar Steele allowed to not talk shit about the duck here. And essentially, now he's talking shit about. The, I mean, essentially, ungratitude, ingratitude, really just pisses me off here. You know what I mean? Well, I I know. Um, and then then the poor man ends up dying in in the jail anyway. You know, and well, um, he was mur- he was murdered in prison. I mean, yeah, basically. Yeah, you know, that, that's uh, what, that's what that's what that's mm-hmm. what gets me here is that all these mm-hmm. all these murders, all these pigs whining about when niggers go ahead and shoot them in the head here. 
you know, here I am, here I am. I go ahead and get four of my teeth knocked out. This one pretty bad. Being sent up to the nut house. And essentially, I'm supposed to I'm supposed to go ahead and essentially, as I look at, you're a pig. You're a pig. Right. You get whatever the fuck, you know, I choose to go ahead and give you here. And if it ain't nice, that's just too bad here. You're on the other side. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But that's what that's what gets me. I'm listening to these tards here and they believe <laughs> Did you see did you see where old Megan Kelly and all these other tards are whining that Donald Trump didn't get down on some tard doing his saying that old Bongo is not an American citizen and that he's a Muslim terrorist? Yeah, <laughs> did, did you see that? They bitch about that. Okay. No, I haven't. But that, I'm, 57% that of, of Republicans think that Obongo is a Muslim. You know, no. probably probably 99% of the Jew boys think that Obongo is a, is a Muslim, although only about maybe only about 66.6% is willing to say as much here. <clears throat> I mean, theoretically, since his daddy's supposed to daddy's a Muslim, that makes him a Muslim. According well, to Muslim law, but in any case, uh, he was raised in a moderatory in Indonesia for what? Oh, you know, between the ages of what six and what twenty, twenty-one. So hey, you know, who cares? Here? But now Trump here. The whole idea um, is that we're supposed to we're supposed to take this faggot marriage. We're supposed to go ahead and take whatever Yeah, you're can. supposed to take it. Shove it down your face. You're supposed to accept it and not say anything. Yeah, you're supposed to accept it. And yeah. uh, I'm going to march on with it. Yeah. I really and am. We're, we're supposed to believe whatever the hell comes out their pie hole or their asshole in what they claim is the Constitution, why we're supposed to believe that, you know, that it is. And the answer is it's not. It isn't uh-huh. anything we need to listen to. It's not anything we need to obey. Mm-hmm. And as a result, as a result, what I see between Hillary, that evil bitch, and essentially, I don't know if you look at the debate, but some <laughs> of these characters, like this piece of shit Pataki, is claiming that if Trump is a Republican nominee, they're not going to support him. And you see this Jew named uh, what the, you know, named Crystal. You know this this sort of this sort of kike here named Crystal, who's running this Weekly Standard thing. Trump is not going to be the Republican nominee. He's saying like like he believes it. He's essentially saying the uh, fix is in. He's saying it's all it's all, it's all, uh, it's all a big uh, it's all a, I call it the carnival. <laughs> it's a carnival because all the little monkeys and the and the animals are out trying to compete with each other because that's really what it is, and it's all scripted. It's all scripted. It doesn't matter who you vote for, Pastor. The same agenda is going to happen because the Jews are running. Jews are all, they run in the U.S. government. They're in all the high-ranking positions, all Jews. So it doesn't matter. And even, uh, uh, you know, you think Trump isn't one? Yeah, he is a Jew. Of course he is. Well, I don't know if he's a Jew. He's, yeah, he is. You know, he his, is. his kids are married to kikes here, so essentially, yeah, well, there's a lot know, of people who say it. And, and his daughter say, married, uh, uh, I think it was a, a Rockefeller. Yeah. Great, married a Jew. I mean, yeah, yeah. married Jews, and I think his daughter converted to being a Jewess. Crisis so, actors, crisis actors, yeah. Uh huh. 
Crisis Actors. Trump, they're all paid by for the Jews. They're run by the Greenbergs. Yep, the real Nazis, the real Jews, <laughs> those Jews. Yeah, of course he's a Jew. Anyway, oh. I wanted to say um, I had followed you for a long time, and I mean, I'm trying to remember when. I used to come in when I first came in, and I thought you would recognize my uh, my name when I came in on it. I'm Linda Lou for you. That was my first my first well, you, name. You, you you have a number. You have a number of uh, you have a number. Yeah, but that's there. my real name is Linda Linda Lou Linda Louise. My real name is Linda oh, Louise. Okay. So right. Linda well, Lou for I you. I remember. I remember. No, I don't vote. You know, back in early, yeah, back in early 2012, vote. you sent me an email saying that uh, Logan had said, you know, had mentioned your. Oh, yeah, very he did. Name. Remember, like the you second know, show. You sent, me, you sent me an email, so I went, you know, and you actually knew what minute was, you know, what minute was. So I went to the place in question, and listened, and yeah, you did. So I went ahead and I went Look ahead. I went ahead and said your name, and then. You know, re-uploaded it up here. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. But then, you know, all through that, all, all through the 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 uh, the the mess with the Nimbusters uh, playing little games with uh, Logan and with me, you know, they really did a job on me as far as exploiting who I was. So, you know, I they did they did a job on that. No, I'm not mentally ill. I love all these guys. They. You know what? If I go into the if I get to go to a nut house, I'm going to go to the nut house with James. We'll go together. Thank I don't you. know how that's possible here. Why? I'm talking as a pos as a um, because I like I wouldn't hurt James, and I'm tired of oh, people being absolutely James. nasty. James doesn't really have a mean bone in him, right? Really. I don't, I don't want to hurt James here, and I'm probably going yeah. to get shit. Never. I know. And some of the stuff he says is absolutely hysterical, and these idiots go and uh, take it. Say, oh, well, he's, he's it. Well, you know, I do the same well, stuff because they're all idiots anyway. All of this stuff is worth it. These Nimbus right. are going to go tonight, tonight or tomorrow. Early. Delinda and James are they're gonna, they're gonna go together. Linda, you don't need to interrupt me all the time, okay? In case, uh, they're going to take this show and they're going to download it and they're going to run over to Andre the Nigger and Sven Packy Shanks and Rabbi Fink <laughs> and they're going to tell, they're going to go ahead and tell, you know, the nigger, the Packy, and the Jew boy. You know, uh, you need to go ahead and ban, you know, old Bruce or James Lawrence or whatever from your shows or whatever because guess what? He's turned on us now. And I I, I bet, you know, I don't know. I bet, let me mm-hmm. see, next Friday, old Bruce, he's tried, he's tried to log in to Rabbi Finks and, you, traitor, you know, I told you, you know what I mean? Old Bruce Burr is banned for good here. I mean, Obi. Obi does not trust Bruce and Burr. Uh, yeah, he doesn't. It, for me, it's not so much a matter of trust here. It's essentially, you know, this show, this show doesn't bother to censor anybody, really. 
you want to be you want to be an ask you know i may i may go ahead and manage you i you know i mean mm-hmm. uh, look the puke he wanted to get on and essentially hey you know i'm talking to some real friends of mine even though you know virgil is just you know virgil is just a drunken asshole he's on his way to become virgil drunk which means he he passes out here and you know mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you know, the other one here, why, you know, he has an orgy that he and his wife were attending over the weekend, so he'll need to rest up. So, hey, <laughs> you know, by the time, by the time, you know, by the time, you know, one of them was about passed out, the other one was wanting to rest up for the orgy, for the weekend orgy. I mean, pretty well, I'm ready to deal with Luke the Puke and chew on his ass here. And old Luke the Puke <laughs> took down here on it. So, hey, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, what? I love it. I think it's. I think it's awesome. Well, Good. Let them do that. Just yeah, add a little uh, spice to the a little spice to uh, uh, the movement. You know, it's been dull lately. and Morty sucks. Bruce Cock here is essentially the same freaking Nimbus guitar, uh, probably with two browser windows here. Yeah. So, uh, in case. <laughs> I let Bruce on here. I mean, about a week oh. or so ago, he sent me an email. I mean, essentially, he said we were both in the nut house together. And no, we weren't in the nut house together. Uh, you know, I, I think, I think, uh, I think old Bruce is, I think he's schizoid. I think, I think he's schizoid here. And I, I think is that, Mm-hmm. I, I think it gets pretty bad, and I think I think what they're doing, you know, this is usually what they do, with, you know, little critters like old Boosler, uh, you know, and my friend, you know, the claw hammer, uh, you know, killer. Uh, what they do is that they give, you know, in order to keep them from cheeking the Risperidol, you know, and by the way, this Risperidol is awful shit. Uh, well, I know my, it you is. Know, it's awful yeah. shit. It kill it kills old guys here, but for the young for the young boys here, why about one in ten times here? Why it goes ahead and makes them grow big, you know, bitch tits here. You know, there there are thirteen year old kids who are not supposed to be treated with that shit, and they treat them anyway with that shit, and they end up going ahead and getting what four Wait. four double you know, double or triple D tits here. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's and yeah. unless mm-hmm. unless you're someone like Brian Real here. You don't want you don't want them forty double D you know forty four <laughs> triple D hits here. You know what I mean? <laughs> Brian Real would probably buy the forty. I know. I read I read up on all of that. What it does, you know? It's, oh, it's, it's awful ridiculous. shit here. It's now, awful it, shit, and it, it, it also causes you a huge pain. Uh, I mean, uh, well, I'm not going to say anything. James explained to me what it was like. You know, it would cause me it would cause me a headache here, and especially the nigger. Psychiatrist, the whole reason she gave it to me illegally because it wasn't really for quote psychotic disorder, not otherwise specified. I uh-huh. mean, it's, it's for schizophrenia. Sometimes they got to wear for maybe bipolar, they call or schizophrenia. Not really for a bunch of stuff, and they they are illegally giving it to what thirteen year old boys, and then these you know a lot of these boys end up growing big tits here. And yeah, I because they're in their growing years and they're messing with their hormones. Yes, messing with the hormones. So essentially, it's just you know, essentially, it's affecting their hormones, which gives them estrogen, and they're growing 
they're growing these huge bitch tits here. You know what I mean? They might turn them into faggots. Huh? They plan on turning every white male into a fag. That's the plan. Well, you know, it doesn't necessarily turn you into a fag here, but, you know, can you imagine? Can you imagine you're a 13 or 14-year-old boy here? You're being forced to take this shit, and now you're essentially growing big old bitch tits here? I mean, hell, it's sort of hard to hide. You know, what, you know, triple D, 44 size. Well, I guess so. Here. You know what I mean? I mean, can That's I imagine? That would really mm-hmm. piss you off. That would that'd really damage your psyche. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That would want you, you'd want to kill those uh, bastards that come near you again with a shot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> it's, case, it's uh, not funny. That that drug is not funny. It's disgusting. Well, it doesn't. Well, it doesn't. Hey, really I, I it rather than you know, they get ten to five of Haldol. Haldol's awful. Haldol's huh. that's first generation. Essentially, it's you know they used to call it bit and thoracine. They used to call it a liquid you know chemical lobotomy. You know, oh, I, no. I I I don't know. I mean, shit, it just really. You know, I mean, when I got forced to take it, you know, I mean, I got a shot of it. I got a shot of it. And then later on, you know, the nigger, the other nigger doctor here gave it to me for about two days and figured out it was a shit. Someone like me would go ahead and be suing that bitch for everything she got here. Mm-hmm. Uh, they went ahead and took me off of it here. But, uh, no, mm-hmm. it is it is some nasty shit here. I mean, that's yeah. you know, Especially the threat of getting the house I have a question. I have a question for for you. After you're not taking any of that that medication now. Oh fuck no! I didn't take it. I didn't. Okay, so you took it for. I I told I told you the way to, you know, you know, take a little. You know what they do in order to keep you from you know essentially spitting it out. That resperidol it comes in a sort of like a foam lozenge. So essentially, what it will do is it will. uh, Mm What it will do is it will simply bunch up. What you do is you put a little bit, you know, a little bit of, you know, well, you don't want to put the toilet paper in your mouth. What you want to do is before you get in there, what you want to do is you want to sort of dry your cheek where you're going to store it against here, you know, with your tongue. You want to dry your mouth out. You want to go ahead and discreetly dry your mouth out here. Mm-hmm. You want to go ahead and dry your cheek out here. And essentially... To sort of breathe to where you end up having air, and you sort of keep it sort of, you know, you try to keep your cheeks sort of dry here. You know what I mean? Oh, so okay. Then you go, so then you go ahead, and when you drink it, you, you, you know, you have it go on the other side, but you're putting it against the dry cheek here. You know what I mean? The dry cheek. So essentially, uh-huh. you're still going to get about a third of it here, but you're trying to go ahead and get as little as possible. Now, what I would do, what I would do is that I would, uh, discreetly not using toilet tissue, what I would do is I would rub it up against the inside of my pants, not my pants pocket, because then if they make you open your pocket, they'll see this, you know, this pink, that's the other thing, this pink stain here. What you uh, want to do, what you yeah. want to do is sort of essentially put it on the inside of your pocket when you, when you're essentially spitting it out here, you know, essentially if it just so goes ahead to where it go, well, I, I got caught by this fucking nigger from Kenya or Tanzania. Oh, I mean, he was yeah. after nigger. Oh, no wonder he, I, I mean, he and I hated one another. His name was Fahi Saad. And essentially, oh, uh, oh, Fahi Saad. I mean, essentially, he was called mm-hmm. Fathead here. You know, oh, and man. I called him Fathead. But anyway, uh, 
he went ahead. I went ahead and said, I said, because of what you're doing, I'm going to get me a, I'm going to get me a Quran, and I'm going to wipe my ass with it here in the name of the prophet. You know, I lived with uh, uh, Arabs in a Russian Orthodox building, Jewish building. Oh, did, did you? you know that? No. Oh, there's a lot of things you people don't know, Bobby. Okay. Yep. I had my uh, hand busted in a train, six train. Uh, the week before the World Trade Center, I was living in an apartment building called Hinkley Place with a um, uh, Egyptian who was a taxi cab driver, limo driver, and his Russian girlfriend, who she left her white Russian husband and two daughters in Russia to come to the United States with him. She's a April Gaty type, you know? That type. A, sw- a skank? Yeah. Yeah, okay. She didn't really give a shit about her kids, you know? I mean, so, um, and I was living there not because I chose it, it's because of my wonderful bitch, little Jewish cunt, witch, Kaika's daughter. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yeah, and I'm nothing like them. You see, I'm not anything like them. So, you know, my daughter's a real little devil. So I basically got her know it. Well, anyway, I, I've lived a lot. There's a lot of stories I could tell you. I have been isolated and put through hell, not in a nut house, but have been threatened close to that through the experiences I've had to live alone, making nothing, trying to get jobs, um, to survive, you know. Uh, so, you know, when you're married, get married when you're a teenager and you're a homemaker and a mother for 20 years and you develop, you know, take care of your family, which I did. I was very good at it. And suddenly I'm in the, you know, workforce, never had any experience, nothing, no friends, no connection, no nothing in the South. No family to support because my mother was old anyway. She and she was poor. She has no way. My mother was put in and out of the nut house like three times in Louisiana. She was on lithium for years. She went totally berserk when my father died. So that's when I, you know, all the, this hell hole happened to me because, you know, um, so, you know, I you know, there's different forms of being in the nut house of torture. You know, isolation, being alone and without money and just trying to survive and being uh you know, a white woman, middle aged, because when I was divorced I was like thirty eight years old. That's not young. And even so, you know, and I was brainwashed like all these little, you know, bitches you know, you're, the women, you know, it's it's great for women. Everybody's equal. You know, you can, and then I got all those women's magazines and read all that Jewish communist feminist shit. That's what it was. That's all it was. It's not real. It's fantasy. It's not, you know, the real, the real reality. So, yeah, I do know, um, Pastor. I mean, I have had to, I've lived in my car for, when I was in Charlotte, I lived in my car for almost two weeks because I didn't have a home. All right. 
Um, I lived at the YWCA in Charlotte for about a month. I got oh, a job there. Charlotte's a pretty good-sized town, though, isn't it? Charlotte. Huh? Charlotte, North Carolina. Charlotte, North Carolina. That's a big town. Yeah. It's a big yeah. city. Really. It is I think they've got a football team now here. Yeah, they um, did. Matter of fact, I went to the very first football game because I was working at the um, – at the Belk's department store, and I was one of the top salespeople, and I ended up winning the, you know, the first, when it, when they opened up the, they're called the Bears at something, uh, I've forgotten what, so anyway, the first game, I, I won the, a ticket to go to the first game. So, but that's been a number of years ago. I moved out of, you know, uh, there, Long story, because when I moved into Charlotte, Linda, can we have about a thirty second break, and you can you can uh, bring. I don't need lithium. Shut up, you bastards! Excuse me. Okay. Uh, I don't need drugs. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Can we, okay, can we go ahead and take about a thirty second or a minute break without talking, and essentially you can explain how you came to marry a Jew. And they have two children by this Jew. For those well, who don't I know, met him at 15 years old. Okay, wait, wait. Can we can we can we have a can we have a little bit of a break here? So essentially, that way I can, I can go to the break. I can I can go to the break, and essentially, if I re-engineer the show, I can do so easily. Okay, let's have about one minute radio silence. Okay, we'll be back in about a minute. Hail victory. They don't okay, we are back here. Not quite a minute, but we had somewhat of a break here. Uh, you have Linda. You have Linda. You know, now living somewhere uh, in Jersey City, New Jersey, I believe. And she's going to go ahead and explain for those who haven't been here before how she came to marry a Jew. And have two little spawn of Satan Jew inspired. Sound fair? Sound fair, Linda? Well, yeah, it's been well over 50 years. Oh, by the way, before I start, I haven't talked to my ex-husband since the divorce in 1982. I've not talked to him or seen him, period. So that would be, what, 33 years ago? I was divorced in 82 after 20 years of marriage, right? Mm-hmm. So what is he doing? Does he? Is he still alive? He's retired. He's been on. He's been on his yacht. He lives on his yacht down in. He's in um, Melbourne, Florida. Hmm? So he's one of them Florida. And he, and, he, and he sails his boat, from what I understand. You know, he has different ports and different. You know, he's he lives a very well. He, he he's never had to go through any kind of humiliation or to struggle like I have. Not even remotely. Anyway, you you said that you know you uh, 
We're not okay, I'll tell you, I was, he was like the third, are you ready for this? I was 15 years old when I met him, 15 and a half years old. He was like the third person I ever had. Well, I, my, my mother, my mother, my dad was sick at this time, and um, he had had a major heart attacks. He'd lost his job. He lost his home, our home. You know, everything kind of was falling apart. Uh, my father, so he was, uh, so I started, you know, I was 15. I was in my junior year high school, and, you know, I, I was a kid. I hadn't really started dating. And um, matter of fact, my brother, my brother, who was like five years older, his all of his buddies were, you know, most of them were like, well, let's put it this way. The man who is retired as the head football coach in my high school in LaPorte, Indiana, was one of my brother's dear friends. And he used to come to my home all the time because he had a big crush on me. <laughs> and um, But anyway, I was like, he was, so I was dating. I started dating, and I met my ex-husband. Now, remember, I'm 15 years old, and I'm a virgin. I'm a kid, okay? I'm just a kid, a teenager <laughs> in, my, uh, in my early years, you know. So um, I was invited to uh, my, my family, had a lot of friends, and I was invited to a private party for a young man who, whose parents were visiting. His dad was a big... Um, um, Engineer, or he was on um, Lear Jets. He's one of the designers of Lear Jets. His name was Donald Murphy Jr. Uh, he and his wife were good friends, well, actually relatives to some Swedes in my hometown, the Boklins. And um, and the Boklins were very good friends of my parents. So, And they had two kids uh, around our age, and Mary Jane was one of my friends there. Her, their daughter, so their cousin was visiting, or uncle was visiting, and you know, and young Donald, their son, the one son, was a um, cross country track star, and he carried the torch to the Olympics, and I guess it was in 1960, 1960, must have been 60 or 61, somewhere in there, and he won a full scholarship. To uh, West Point at that time, but he came, they, they threw a beach party for him, and or first they threw a party at their house and invited all the girls in my hometown from my high school. You know, all the all the bouncing boobette cheerleaders. You know, all the so-called clicky girls that really I never really socialized with because most of them were little whores. I can't stand it. You know, so anyway. Um, so they threw this party, and all these girls are all over Donald because he was so beautiful. He was about 6'2", and uh, really built, tan, beautiful eyes, and, had, you know, he had that real strong Irish look, you know. And um, so anyway, I'm at the party, and then, you know, and I got bored because the girls were all over him and I'm sitting there. There's no way I was going to shroon all over this kid. 
And so I leave and I go into, into you know, and sit in the porch. Called my my, uh, my parents to come pick me up. And next thing I know, he come running into, follow me into his aunt and uncle's house and found me on the porch. He says, where did you go? And I said, I'm going home. He said, no, 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 no. I don't want you to go home. I want to take you home. Call your parents and your dad that I want to take you home. Well, that did it. All the bitch girls in the port turned against me instantly because the party was held for da- uh, for him, to, you know, because they wanted to have so he could have a girlfriend or something, you know, while he was there. And uh, he chose me, and I didn't give him, you know, and they didn't like it. So he took me home, and that time ended up dating the guy, going out to the movies and to the beach and, um, you know. So anyway, he said to me before he left, this young Donald, that he would, um, before he went back to L.A., Um, before he went, they went, you know, back with his parents to Southern California, um, that he wanted to come back. He asked me not to get married, and he wanted to come back and marry me, you know. And, well, I was 15 and a half years old. I still had almost, you know, two years. I was a midterm, so I had almost two years of school left to do. And, you know, so... Anyway, a week later, well, still about a week later, they had another party for him, a beach party. But this time, they didn't invite. They did not invite me to the party. So what? Ha- this is what happened. Donald told him, "Well, I'm not going to the party. You better invite Linda because I'm not going unless I take Linda." Now, the reason I'm telling you all this is because that's how I met my ex-husband. My ex-husband was dating. One of the girls that was invited to the party, older sister in my hometown. And these are like prestigious kids, you know. They came from the clicky, the money and the old money in Laporte, you know. Um, so he came by with this lady by the name of Barbara Block. She was, you know, he was dating, and Jerry was her date, and picked me up with Donald, okay? So then anyway, after that, that I never saw my ex-husband, that, or that time I, I had no, I had no, nothing involved or was I interested in him, you know, I mean, it wasn't until a year later that um, one of our friends, one of my friends from church, I was a I went to Baptist school. I was in uh, Southern Baptist in the Midwest. This is in Laporte, Indiana. And um, I was in Sunday school, and I had Sunday school friends. And she was like uh, maybe two years older than me, three years older than me. And she was dating one of my, at that time, uh, uh, one of my, my actually my ex-husband's best friend. And um, so... His, uh, my ex-husband's mother had died, and uh, in the meantime, she, he went, he remembered the the girls that were at the beach party, and you know who he really wanted to date? God, I wish he would add. He wanted to date an- another one of the girls at the be- at the beach party. She was a tall, skinny, bleach blonde, you know, long legs. Um. So he wanted to really date her, but 
she didn't know her very well. She knew me because, you know, from church. And her family and my parents were good friends. So um, Esther was her name. She married Danny Goldman, who uh, who lived across the street from my ex-husband, where he grew up. Danny Goldman was a nuclear, ended up being a nuclear admiral, United States Navy. He retired back in the, I don't know, uh, I think it was back in the 80s. So... Uh, called me and said, do you remember so-and-so who picked you up on the, you know, when you went to the beach party with the boat that, the, you know, so-and-so held for your friend and da-da-da. I said vaguely, she says, well, she explained the story to me about him, that his mother just passed away and he was really done. He wanted to, you know, see, the thing is, I didn't, yeah, I'm young. I don't know this anything about dating. He was like the second person I ever dated, you understand? And I never went anywhere with any dates either. Uh, my mother did not allow me to go anywhere. I mean, if I had a date, they came to my house and we were chaperones or we went somewhere we were chaperones, you know. So um, anyway, she calls and so he sets up a date and he comes by my house. And uh, he's like almost four years older than me. So, you know, at 15 and a half years old or at, at that time I was, probably closer to 16, not quite 16 yet, okay? So um, I go out with them and we go to a street dance in my home. We used to cut, I don't know if you had this in, uh, when you grew up, Pastor, but we used to have street dances in the summer, you know, where they close a, a street for or a block or so, and they have big bands out and kids would, you know, they close the street off and we'd have dance bands there. So we went to that, and um, he started. Well, I started dating him after that, and um, next thing you know, not shortly after that, my father got really, really sick. He couldn't even hardly, he couldn't climb the stairs in the house. Um, he would climb stairs and two steps and stop. He got real, and he was only 57 years old. So, um, you know, meantime, I had date. I was dating him at this time. You know, I was raised in a Baptist church, and I was taught. You know, and I know that you were taught. You're taught that Jesus was a Jew, and you're supposed to bless the Jews. You understand? You know, you never thought. Not the Baptist church. They didn't look down on the Jews. You know. Um. So. Anyway, I probably wouldn't have gotten involved with him if my father wasn't dying, literally dying. Um, and my my parents, you know, my father had lost his job, lost our home. We had to move into this place that he built that wasn't, oh, he had a terminal. My father had a business. He bought a, um, a warehouse. So we I used to have trucks drive by my front door, semis like you used to drive because we had terminals all through our property in the back. And um, so my father died. My mother really totally lost it when my father died. And uh, I, in fact, he died in the car with me, uh, Pastor. Um, he came to pick me up at, I had a driver's permit. 
I didn't have my license yet. I wasn't, you know, you have to be 16 to get your license in my state. At least then you did. And um, so he came, I was doing my research paper. This is in January of 1962. And I was doing a research paper, and, you know, it was really cold in January there. We had, like, 14, 15 inches of snow that packed up, and then it, we had a lot of freezing. It would get warm, you know, it would stay cold, but during the day the ice would, the snow would melt and drip down in your car. And uh, we used to have a, well, the 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 rider side on the car on um, and the old Ford that we had. Um, it wasn't a Ford; it was a Chevy. I'm sorry. The ice would freeze down into the lock on the handle, and you couldn't open the door. It would freeze shut. So the this day, and so he'd been picking me up at the library while I was doing a research paper. And um, this was happening on a regular basis. So this one particular day, and, uh, he said, uh, Lynn, well, honey, he says, uh, you're going to have to drive. He says, my heart's acting up. And my father would have never asked me to drive unless his heart was really acting up because he never really, my brother's the one that would take me out for, you know, help help me on driving, but not him, you know. Um, so... I get in the car, I get on the driver's side, and he, my father starts convulsing all over the front seat. He convulsed all the way home. I knew, and he was turning black and blue and every color, gasping for, I knew he was dying. So I had to drive him home, and I'm thinking, God, how am I going to get my father home without my mother going berserk and get through my hometown? I didn't know what to do. I knew I couldn't go to the hospital. He was dying. You know, you, you know when somebody dies, Pastor. I mean, it's not like, uh, if I'd taken him to somewhere, his heart was already so bad, he couldn't he couldn't walk up stairs. You know, every night it would take him an hour to climb the stairs to go to bed because he'd take two steps and stop because his heart was really bad. So um, anyway, he was convulsing. The only thing I could think of was getting him home. So I drove him home. And right through the town, got through all the lights and, you know, run into the house, drove up to the front door and screamed to my mom to get the medication. I was panicked, you know. So my father died in the car with me. It was it was not an easy time for me in my life, you understand? And uh, my dad, uh, I, this time I had dated, my, I was dating Jerry for maybe, you know, I don't know, six months on and off, you know, ever, and he was at Purdue at school. Well, you know, I didn't see him, but maybe, you know, it wasn't like I was dating him every week, you know. Um, uh, so after that, my mother gets really sick. She wanted, you know, and she went, she totally lost it. So they, my aunts came and ended up taking her to the shrink in Michigan City and they gave her shock treatments, you know? You know what shock treatments are, don't you? You know what the Jews do to you? They put those little bugs up you and shock your body all over the place? So that's what they uh, did to my... Uh, I, I, I hear a lot of bitching here about what you speak here, but I don't really care. Uh, let's see. No, I never had any electroshock. Uh, it had... Uh, 
my uh, great aunt, uh, Lily, she got sh- she got the shit shocked out of her. Uh, uh, yeah, and she the Jews. She she said uh, my mother and her older sister uh, picked the Jew back. You know about you know. I mean, I mean, folks. Uh, there, there were, there were in the forties and fifties and sixties yeah. and seventies. Yeah. There were anti-Semitic cartoons, long anti-Jew cartoons, long before uh, Tom Mesker you know, discovered a Wyatt. Well, Manor. I never saw any of that stuff. I was not aware oh, of that. I, I, I was raised in a little midtown in the Midwest. There were no Jews in my hometown. We had one Jewish family. I think there were some Jews. Two, Pierre. maybe two. And, you know, I think there were some Jew lawyers in uh, Pierre because it was the state capital. But, uh, yeah, you know, well, <laughs> I mean, I didn't know the Jews who they were. I did not know. Let me here and now I'm here. Uh pretty well I was listening in and I'll go ahead and unmute you. Uh but you, you have a tendency to be like a starving raccoon here. Yeah. You, you know, you, you don't you don't know enough to go ahead and let me have a few words in edgewise. Uh essentially can we cut to the chase and find out when you got knocked up by the Jew and then you married the Jew. Was your father still alive when you got knocked up by the Jew, or what? And we will. Oh, oh dang! It seems like she got annoyed. And, uh, okay. Well, heck, maybe she'll call back in here. I mean, it sometimes it's like it's always like I. Yeah, a few words that edgewise, you know, Linda, nothing personal. It's just that if I don't mute you here, you won't let me get a word in edgewise, okay? So, wait, wait, if you want, call back in, and we will go ahead, and we will, you know, you'll have another 10, 15, 20 minutes uninterrupted to explain as to when you got knocked up by the Jew named Jerry, something or another. And uh, was your daddy still alive when you got knocked up by the Jew? Uh, when did you give up that pearl beyond, you know, all price here? And then I think you got married before the your first new child, you know, popped up. And anyway, we're going to go ahead and take another. We're going to go ahead and take another break. And Linda, if you want to call in, why go ahead and do so. It's just that, uh, heck, I decided to. Get a word in edgewise here. It's good to get a word in edgewise every so often, especially when it's the new show. Okay? So uh, let me go ahead and look at the bottom of this here. Okay. Everything more you know, just like that. Oh, is it on my end? Uh, folks, I don't have the beater phone. I have the uh, 
It's Morty's prayer. <laughs> okay. Anyway, I'm going to go ahead take a break. And, uh, oh, heck, this is a, this is not, this is, this is all you can targe tonight. You know, this is all you can targe show here. Pretty well. I've got my monologue in at 45 minutes, and uh, heck, I can maybe go back to listen to Meet the Press. And so, you know, I'll, I'll go ahead and uh, take a break here. If Linda wants to call back in, she can. Hail Victory. I don't know. It probably does here. That's why I usually use the beater phone, but I haven't paid $43.09 yet. I'm not going to do it till tomorrow. Hail Victory.
Okay, we're back here. There ain't no pleasing some people. On this show, I get my monologue off here, and then I unmute people. They have something to get. If they want to call in, they can't. This show gives everyone access. Now, it really annoys me. To a point, yeah, Bucky, it doesn't mean I can't click on and be a big clown more. Anyway, listen to these retards on the what? Meet the e press here. I think they have old Ms. Skeletor, uh, Maria Shriver, on right now. Looks like it'll be on or went ahead and sucked out all her vital essence inside on his dick here. So she doesn't look so much like Ms. Skeletor like she used to. <laughs> In any case, uh, what to say? Uh, I decided to go ahead and let Linda let Linda talk about who she was and uh, you know why you retards when he had interrupted on that. I probably should let her talk and talk and talk and talk and talk. But then I tried to go ahead and get a word in edgewise here, and in order to get a word in edgewise. And you'd her, and she got mad, so she hung up. So we need to find out, you know, when she's her legs, and, you know, got you know, got caught with a baby cake. Whether it was after her daddy died or whatever. Here. Really? The six-year-old daughter, red-haired daughter here, and here's a boy, and he likes that red-haired, you know, uh, pussy here. Hybrid nigger pussy, so he goes ahead and he makes his move in here. I mean, Jews are much like that here. And so she squeezed out two baby kikes here, and she's told me in previous episodes that her father-in-law treated her better than his son did. He views Goyam women here valuable at the time here. He treated her better than his son did. His son went ahead and applied himself to the Jew arts and wound up pretty rich. And now I guess he has a mansion and a yacht. And he hangs around in the yacht because when he gets tired of the shit here, he can take his yacht outside with his choice of female company here and have fun on the high seas. Now he's left her to wear, what, 30... 32 years ago, she got a, he got a divorce from her. And for my guess, she got some money. And now she lives, and she doesn't want to get rid of her Jew daughter, even though her Jew daughter is a Jew snake here. Fine. The whole purpose of this show is to learn something, just like with Brian Rio. People are bitching and pissing and moaning to where you need to sell him. Well, I'll wait until he decides to sue me. And the federal judge decided, guess what? This this thing is bullshit. This is a frivolous case. What do I do? Well, I follow Rule 59 motion here. What does me? I had to point out this 
professors of the visible head lied to you. You used to be as You said that something illegal was being done. You were going to come down on this like a ton of bricks. Now, folks, I end up having a church corporation called the Church of Jesus Christ Christian Area Nations of Missouri. I'm not the one who filed this bogus lawsuit. Brian Rio is. I'm not the one who's lied to the judge. Brian Rio is. My whole point is that the only thing that's going to save the white race is when the white people decide they've had enough and they decide to kill Whiggers first. Whiggers who let the Jews run wild. Whiggers who let the Mamsers run wild. Some of you retards sort of mistake the fact that I let everything in the chat room blossom to where it reveals what it is. You mistake that for weakness. It's just simple and indulgence to where I'm the one who usually controls whatever goes on. And I decide to let whatever goes on make itself obvious. James Lawrence, he wanted to call in. I think his calling in is that he's already cut ties with some Ben Packy Shanks, which means he's cut ties with Andre the Nigger Angling, and he's cut ties with Bill Fink. I will be greatly surprised if when he calls in Friday to the next Bell Fink show, he's not immediately blocked here. And I've seen one time he called in, and guess what? Oh, I did this. I did this call here with some Ben Longshanks here. Essentially, Fink went ahead and unmuted him. What happens is that Bill Fink and some Ben Packy Shanks and Andre the Nigger, they are related. They flock together. They might have Brian real. So this is what I've done, and you have people pissing and moaning like Buck McHugh. You are, you said you'd sue him. Well, yeah, I did. I did I did file a countersuit on April twenty second. This federal judge is not obeying the federal rules of civil procedure. What happens is that it might be cheaper just to essentially let him do whatever and then file my counter law you know, file me a lawsuit for four hundred dollars. Essentially what I'm doing is that shit, I'm gonna spend Five hundred five dollars, and essentially, let Zog, you know, essentially admit they don't care about the First Amendment. It doesn't care about religious freedom. These creatures can use the Digital Millennium Copyright Act to do whatever the hell they want to. That's what Rodney Martin is doing. All these people here sort of think that their little polished dog turd or unpolished dog turd is so very valuable. No, it's not. Rodney showed up in, what, 2013 or so? He lasted about a year and a half. Goodbye, cruel white nationalism. It's filled with Jews and Mongols. It's filled with Zodiacs. Yeah, it is. 
there are people who come to this, come to the movement, they come through via Firm Fart or the Jew Boy Lenders, whatever, and some of them never learn anything. Some of them learn something. What about that? Well, nothing. Don't worry about it. We're living on Yahweh's time. Everything will come to fruition. In his own time. What I'm struck by is how weak the system is. How doomed and damned and fucked up and the rest of this system is. This system is not strong. This system is not confident. It is delusional. I was looking at 60 minutes to where he was interviewing the president of Iran. Essentially, the guy goes ahead and says, hey, look, folks, well, you know, we, we decide we want to have peace here. We're not really interested in a nuclear weapon. If we can have peace, we can have peace. I believe Iran already has nuclear weapons. Don't need to go ahead and go through the motions of pretending to scrape off or centrifuge. They're what? You're not, you know, U-230, what, U-235 or their U- uh, or plutonium, uh, you know, 240? They don't need a here. They already got what they did here from these Russian uh, artillery shells. So as a result, the people who know what they're doing, you know, which is usually, you know, a lot of people, these radicals here, folks, they realize they're supported by the Zog government, by the Jews, and by the Saudi Arabians, and they get to run wild, and they're sending, they're sending all these refugees to these weak-minded countries, allowing them to have access to flood their nations, rather than just simply, you know, I mean, if they would just simply make a big deal of gut shooting about a dozen or two of them, they wouldn't have that problem. They wouldn't have that problem. You're not, you know, you're fleeing from war. Well, guess what? All you have in this country is death. If I was president of Hungary, I would just simply gut shoot about a dozen young ISIS level, ISIS age males. And by the way, ISIS is claiming that it has at least four or five thousand ISIS soldiers in this gang of refugees here. And they're admitting that the vast majority are young, militarily-aged ragheads. Simply make it is nice for any, any non-white creatures of this here, and that should have landed. Well, what we have in this country are traitors, Uyghurs who serve the Jews. And they're pissing and moaning about Donald Trump because Donald Trump threatens to make them irrelevant. Back in 2014, after they won, there are big majorities in Congress and the United States Senate. They took over the Senate. They got a bigger majority in Congress. And here they let this nigger 
this Muslim faggot, high yellow nigger, essentially say he's not going to deport these beaners? They had the ability. They had the ability to simply say, guess what? We're going to vote a bill of impeachment. And by the way, we're going to shut down this government. And when the new Congress comes, it will be to impeachment. Unless this next faggot backs off. And by the way, you know, when we go ahead and close the government, most of the work government workers and Democrats, we're not going to pay. We're not going to go ahead and make good their wages. They're going to suffer. Essentially, this shit could end. It's not going to end until it becomes too late. Way too late. In any case, we'll have a debate. Folks, uh, I'm not worried about Rabbi Frank here. Shit, they can't even keep Bruce Howard in line. More Kazar in every video he puts out. Oh, <laughs> uh, wow. By the way, I didn't post that video I had tonight here. Anyway, here. Just made up as she went along here. Play this audio clip. Folks, I'm not playing any audio clip. I'll go ahead and look at your stupid audio clip. I may go ahead and play it later. I'd like to thank you, Tards, for this is Mark Linstead. Okay, I think I already got that here. Wick the Dick is dissing me here. Yeah, I know it's you, Martin. You are so, you are so vile. Anyway, Wick the Dick. Here's Wick the Dick. He goes ahead and gets a five-year-old and 25-year-old killed. He ought to be in prison. You know, he ought to be on death row as accessory to murder. But instead, he goes ahead and zogbots. Wick the dick and the pistol possum. Well, they're the very pillars of CI dentistry. No, they're not. No, they're not. In any case, here it is, a shutdown showdown here. Folks, why have a shutdown showdown over Planned Parenthood? Just simply don't fund it. They could have shut that out. They could have shut down the government in late 2014. Why dick with it, what, nine months later? Because they decided they didn't want Dick with it here. Folks, what's the purpose of having a Republican, you know, or public cut Congress? If the Republican cut Congress isn't going to go ahead and use the powers it has, certainly the powers of the purse, to go ahead and shut down Obongo Care. Why don't they use the power that they have to simply say, look, Supreme Court, uh, you're an Article Three court? Well, we decide that you don't get to decide anything about faggot marriage. By the way, you don't get to decide anything here. All you can decide is guilt or innocence or contract law or what is under the original Constitution here. What, what uh, 
John Marshall made up don't mean jack shit. What you idiots claim the 14th Amendment says doesn't mean jack shit. You don't get to interpret nothing. So, in case, I decided to let Linda, you know, and I probably should just let Linda go on and on and on. I had, I had my mic muted for the last 15 minutes. I was listening to you know, Meet the Union Press here. And while Linda, I was listening with half an ear about Linda explaining about how she was young and wet, you know, young and wet. And here's a Jew boy who looks like he's up and coming and come, come, coming. And he did do some come, come, coming, and she got knocked up. And I want to know when, essentially, she got knocked up and was daddy still alive. What happens is that Linda's brother refused to have anything more to do with Linda as a result of her marrying a Jew. Linda's pretty well a dead aunt. She gave birth to two Jews. She's a dead aunt. Now, do I need to be mean to her? No. I want some of you people to actually learn something. A lot of you ain't very confident, I guess, in your racism or anti-Jewism here to where you can't learn and listen to anything here. I will get some bitching. Oh, you let Bruce, t- oh, you let James Lawrence come back on to your show. Yeah, I did. Bruce can't keep a steady pace here. More than likely, he'll shit on me here. And uh, hey, where's he going to go to next here? Oh, the gender bender ain't going to have him. No one's going to have him as a pistol possum. That's fine. All these people, all these people who do their little betrayal here. Once they do a betrayal, they're never going to amount to anything. And so you go ahead and you listen to them. In my dealings with Brian Real, what I simply did was just simply let him do whatever he wanted to. Let him file all, all the bogus lawsuits he wanted to. In fact, the worst thing that could happen to him is these lawsuits actually go to trial. I mean, here he is here. I won the case. I already won the case. I don't need to convince the jury of anything. Well, yeah, you do. What I'm going to do is follow Rule 59E motion here. And the judge will either agree with it or not here. What happens is that by the nature of these digital millennium copyright acts here, and by the way, I looked, I looked, at, it still has Brian Real as a counter-defendant. But this judge does not understand. He doesn't understand the, you know, the under, he doesn't understand the Millennium Copyright Acts here. If he had, on my answer when I showed is that here he was gloating. Brian Real was gloating. Pray for my success. About, you know, essentially, 
stealing my inheritance, leaving me penniless here. He understood, just like this James Gwynn, understood this was a bogus, frivolous lawsuit. James Gwynn, did he want to deal with the stupid shit? No, he just sent it to the Western District of Missouri because that, since I was so dependent, that's the place to send it on to and let Brian Rio deal with it if he wants to. Brian Rio did decide to do it, deal with it. But he had about two weeks to where he could have just backed off here. So he went ahead and said, pray for my success. And what he's done, he's implicated Bill Fink. And in 2013, he admits he had criminal conspiracy with Eli James to file these fraudulent DMCA complaints. What you do is you go ahead and go against the rest of these Jew boys who, you know, they might have protectors, but they don't have protectors who will go to bat for them. And you this pressure on. Longer and longer and longer and longer. By having this judge essentially say that Brian Reel's lawsuit was frivolous, you know, it's pretty well fatal to anything he may want to counter-counter-sue about. He's committed criminal acts, him as co-conspirators. Oh, I did for what? When he took down my web pages as well? Hey, well, we're gone. Folks, I would like to sell China or Iran censorship licenses. Guess what? Google Hines, you know, uh, Egypt, Google Hines, you know, China, that, you know, China practices censorship here. Folks, the United States practices censorship. It allows, it goes ahead and creates these bogus laws here to benefit certain people, like Jews, so that they can allow mongrels to take down Christian identity websites here. Folks, my entire work here is essentially push forward the Great Revelation and make more and more and more Bloodthirsty. Make it more and more dangerous. Right now on Meet the Union Press, I'm listening to a Jew from what? Oh, uh, Chase Manhattan yap about how we need we need to, I guess, have more thieving Jews and you know hedge fund bankers stealing us blind. How we shouldn't have a government shutdown? Folks, don't worry about it. Anyway, folks, what do you want? What do you want? A little bastard wants to go to the bathroom? Folks, I'm going to go ahead and take yet another break, and I may or may not be back for the last section of the movie tour. I don't think anybody's going to call in, certainly not after Linda has had her way. Hail victory.
Okay, folks, uh, last section of the movement turd. Uh, puppy dog or puppy dog wanted to chase a groundhog. We got one that lives uh, oh, in this stone wall or whatever, you know, right next to the, you know, right, uh, right leading up to the house here. And puppy dog wanted to chase after it. Uh, tonight walked down and uh, up at the hovel here, a squirrel got run over. Sort of a fat squirrel, but uh, got run over in the middle of the road. So let's see what all uh, what all gives here. Well, our bowel movement. We have all these characters who use the tools of the Jews here. They use their bogus DMCA complaints here. They engage in all sorts of nonsense. They're not confident in what they say. You know, I mean, I sort of think that, you know, here's old Rodney Martin. He has this uh, Eli or James here. And pretty well, Rodney just sort of disappeared the last two months or so. He was gone. And then this idiot uh, Giuliani, he went to some other place here, and then there was no point, and he, he did his bye-bye, last final thing of World News Foundations. And he showed up. He showed up all of a sudden, what, about a year, two years ago? And he's gone. People found out stuff about him. Can't say cases. Carolyn Yancey, she's mentioned about stuff. Tom Stubbs, we know who's married to a Jew. And actually, he makes more sense. The old being sort of self-clothing, he makes more sense than most of the white nationals' cards here. You have Don Black, why his work with Sun goes whining to the Southern Poverty Law Center. Folks, does any of this white nationalist, does any of this CI dentistry shit have anything to do or helping anyone? Folks, what's the purpose of having any white nationalist or Christian identity speakers here? And folks, the only thing that it really should do is just preach hate against SOG. It should say the only thing that was going to save the white race is essentially rising up, not in mass. Essentially, as things go on here, let's say old Hillary becomes president. Can anybody imagine serving that evil bitch? Anybody, you know, listen to what this bitch has to say? I can't. In the case of Trump here, they're already talking about, oh, he's not going to be president. He's not going to be a Republican nominee. Well, folks, he got, what, 50-something percent? And by the way, this stupid nigger is declining because he's just simply a stupid nigger where you end up having a bunch of republic cucks. I remember way back in 1994, they were going, oh, I support, what was his name, Alan Keyes, a nigger. Why do you support him? Well, because he's a really smart nigger. I remember in this area here, mainly Republican, they were thinking that Obama would save them here. We would bring racial peace to America. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. Zog Babylon is doomed. It's not going to 
lasts very much. And folks, let's not blame white nationalism with the characters like Trader Glenn Miller and the Jew like Alex Slender or these Melungeons here like, oh, Jeremy Visser or Dan Johns or any of these other tards here. Someone was telling me, you know, Tyler Flag was telling me that old bitch Booberosa and Uncle Tom's dog Pig Bowie are at odds with another, and they're going to close down their respective card crowds. I don't think they are. I don't listen to Wolf Wiss, Wailing Wolfstein. Now, maybe when some of you cards were impersonating me. I don't know. I haven't listened to Wolf Wiss, Wailing Wolfstein for about a month, a month and a half. Because as I look at it, what they characters you don't know anything about? No knows about it. You find out he's a master or a Jew or why even bother listening to him. His time, it should be up. Andre the nigger? Why, you know, folks, what was it, about six, eight months ago? Here is a Jew boy lender. He has another Jew boy pretend to be a nigger named Yushan Williams. Folks, lender should have been dead meat after he went ahead and testified on behalf of Zog against Bitch Tits Bill White on December 15, 2009. That should have been the end of it. Instead, he's getting, he's getting well, fewer and fewer and fewer retards listening to him. Does he might buddy mod the fact that it's nothing but fucking retards that listen to him and Jews and Mongols? Philosophy bag liquors? No. Folks, really, it's the Southern Poverty Law Center which determines who our great leadership is. But the answer is that when it comes down to actually accomplishing anything, those things are not determined by the Southern Poverty Law Center. It never was. Never was. Rather, things are going to be decided locally as Zog Babylon all starts falling apart. Anybody who's a truck driver knows, you know, knows that, hey, pretty well all this food is delivered not by the railroads, but by 18-wheelers. And as it gets more and more and more dangerous, more and more pointless to continue doing, you know, sending this thing out here. Right now, gas is cheap. But folks, in western, you know, western North Dakota, you may have things fall apart, and guess what? Just as things are falling apart in western North Dakota, you'll end up having a TV show called Blood and Oil about a fight between two skanks and their man to determine who is going to make it rich in West River, North Dakota. The Jews who signed this here, they don't know anything about West River, North Dakota. They probably don't know anything about geology. Anything about geology? Folks, as things continue, 
fewer and fewer and fewer and fewer people pay much attention to it. Right now, if you want to look at what's going on, the Republican you know, thing here, well, folks, Jeb, Jeb is the same you know, place as Mitt Romney, but nobody even wants to pay attention to Jeb. Guess what? That nigger, Ben Carson, he's down. Because, folks, people looked at him in the debate, and he was just simply a nigger. A peaceful nigger that everybody listens to because they don't want to be called racist, but racist, precisely. He's just a nigger. Not a particularly smart nigger. Same way, too. Same way, too, with Carly Fiorella, whatever here. Truth of the matter is, that stupid bitch tanked one company called Lucent. And then she ran to you, Packard, and then she nearly really screwed up a name brand company. She went ahead and bought compact computers, which was on its way down because of conditions to where computers became not some a luxury or something which you know uh, productive people had to have, but rather a commodity. Books today you can buy three hundred dollars a perfectly acceptable laptop with a Celeron processor, which will far more than the offline computer chip did what oh four years ago. There's not no big there's not no big increase or you know uh in browsers or in laptop computers or anything like that here. Where it occurs is the expensive ones for gamers. Folks, I bought a $40 program to do video editing. Guess what? Windows, the Windows uh, you know, editor, video editor provided in Win, you know, Windows 7 works just fine. It works better than the $40 program I got here. In any case, there's no improvement in Solid Babylon, and there's increasingly no point to it. You might have these big corporations, and guess what? They're not doing well. They're not doing well at all. Their margins are declining. In the case of oil, when things get really high, they can't afford to run anything. Folks, look at, you know, look what happens over, you know, did you see, hear Trump even talk about, hey, you know, he did talk about North Korea as a great, as a great win for arms control. Well, folks, the reason you end up having this is because Zog Babylon and the Jews and Saudi Arabia are plotting to do away with a military dictatorship of Assad. Now they're whining and pissing them on. You have Carly Fiorella, I'm going to go ahead and cause trouble for Russia. Well, folks, does anybody understand this? That if you can't whip a country of 25 million ragheads or a country of 30 million ragheads, you're not going to be able to whip the shit out of a country of 80 or 90 million technically proficient ragheads. Much less, much less, a country of 150 million, well, Russians. 
you know, in their own in their own neighborhood? And the answer is you're not. I think most of the you know Europeans are beginning to realize is if you want to keep these you know these refugees, you stop dicking with the countries and turning them into unstable shitholes. But you still, you end up having this here little faggot, Lindsey Graham. I want you all to agree with me. We're going to send 10,000 jupes. Boots on the ground. Why? What's that going to do? They went ahead and admitted, what, last week after spending, what, eight years and $8 billion or so, that they got all four or five troops supporting you know, supporting the U.S. effort from the aughts, from 2000 and uh, what, I think 2007, 2009, 2010. None of this shit means it. Folks, that's what you see. What, what I've seen is I didn't stumble into this afternoon here, but old Rodney, Rodney a week ago, he shut down his log false front. Carolyn Yentes pissing him on by Tom, Tom Stoffel. Carolyn Yente, here she's some Hungarian lesbokikis married to a Jew. She's running around. She has her little, you know, she has her little, you know, Yente Kush liquors. No, I don't know. I don't. I, I think Elder D is more than dead. I had a problem with Elder Curry. Yeah, all these people. Well, I agree with Martin, but he's so vulgar. Okay, that's fine. Folks, this bowel movement of ours has never accomplished anything. It's not going to accomplish anything. It's unable to accomplish anything. Well, let's understand that much. Okay? Anyway. Well, yeah, stores. Stores, indeed. Well, that's, you know, I mean, folks, I don't see anything new. I don't see anything really working here. In fact, most of the shit that comes up is less valuable than the old stuff here. Steel's been replaced by plastic or aluminum. They're more cheaply made. Anyway, well, you know, folks, if you want to believe Donald, that's fine. I don't, you know, I don't think Donald Trump's going to solve anything. Okay, uh, let's see here. <laughs> I don't think so. Anyway, folks, what's the story with 
Ant, where'd he go? I don't know who Ant is. Anyway, we could go old, uh, old, uh, what? Rodney Martin here, old Codney. Went ahead and called it quits. Codney's gone. Codney had been essentially leaving nothing but Charles Giuliani, who went to what? Renegade Radio? Books. Throughout my time in the bowel movement, like in 2011, here comes Truth Militia. And they run around for about a year or so, and then they get kicked off here. And then you have John Friend here. And, you know, essentially all these characters, be it, uh, you know, be it April Gaby or whatever here, all these characters try to pretend that they are relevant and they're not. And they show up. They come from nowhere. They show up, and you find out that they're what? Who are they? Well, they're something, And then they disappear. They disappear. So I'm like Rabbi Frank here. In the case of Rabbi Frank. Folks, who's listening to Rabbi Frank? You nimbus retards who are trolling him. Three or four Mongols who know they're Mongols, but who wishes for the good old days when you end up having nigger lips and Mongol show up with Frank. I don't know if that's going to happen, but maybe it will. You have James Howard. He went ahead and called me, and I found out and said, guess what? Oh, James Howard went ahead and ran amok. And here he is. He goes ahead and he looks at my forum, and guess what? He... uh you know, I, I go ahead and replay what Vargina had to say. And he thought it was funny. But guess what? I would not be at least surprised if, guess what, old uh, Bruce were Friday night, here comes the Ven Packy Shanks, me and, me and James Lawrence. Uh, you know, he's been talking about you, and he said I'm a Packy here. You know, go ahead and ban Bruce for now. Ban him now. Ban him now. Rabbi Frank goes ahead and bans him. I remember what a couple of months ago when old, you know, when old Fink went ahead and unbanned him because Savannah Packy Shanks did an interview with him here. It was on the Daily Spermer. Since so Savannah Packy Shanks asks uh, Fickle she need to unban old James, you know, James uh, what Lawrence, he does so. Guess what? I bet he's going to be banned. Come next Friday. I wouldn't be surprised. See, old San Paki Shanks is sort of uh, has a new avatar, which has less of a camel nose, and you know, is pretty well lightened up. Does it matter? The answer is no, it doesn't. Now, folks, I went ahead and let Linda do her speech here, and then she got nutty and. She decided to go to bed or whatever, but, you know, folks, she was, what, 15 and a half? Her daddy's dying. Here's a 19-year-old or 20-year-old Jew boy who's going to Purdue. The family's poor. Daddy's dying.
He's young, and you boy is hard and rich. She spreads her legs and squeezes out a kikelet and gets married and has another one. And the Jew boy's daddy, who, uh, Jew boy's daddy here, who is essentially, definitely Orthodox Jewish, treats her better because Jews like this hybrid nigger red-headed pussy. He's treated like a, you know, essentially a goyim breeder. And now she's lonely and she's into CI dentistry. Now, do you take Linda seriously? No. Do you take any of these people seriously? No. Christian identity or dual seed line Christian identity believes certain things. And if you're not a, if you aren't a white man, if you're not an Israelite, And you don't believe certain things, and guess what? You're not whatever you want to pretend to be. And you will last a little while, and sooner or later, like Rebecca Mace, you will be gone. Rebecca Mace was a, was a red nigger who had an even darker daughter who used to hang around Rabbi Eliar for about 18 months. She got revealed to me as essentially having a daughter and kissing a fish. It's been long about a year or so now. And you'll have these people show up. And hey, I talk to Rusper, even though Rusper's a retard. He might be a Sicilian some party Jew boy retard. He's a retard. He's an idiot. Folks, I'll talk to you if you, you know, even if you're an idiot. Even if you're a Mongol, even if you're a Jew. And these creatures will talk to me because hey. I listen to them. I allow them to speak. So anyway, folks, this is about the four-hour four hour limit. You go ahead and see how things are going, and I think I'm going to go ahead and call it a night. Morty hates his audience. Not necessarily. Don't worry about it. Okay? You want to listen, you can listen. Don't want to listen? Well, don't bother. Anyway, folks, uh, the beater phone isn't working. I hear it's sort of iffy. I'm going to go ahead and call it a night. Got to go ahead and reel in my poopy dog. Take out the trash. Prepare for tomorrow. Uh, by the way, on the uh, 23rd is the Day of Atonement. I'll have, a, I'll have services at that time. So, well, I'm going to go ahead and say... What is the 23rd? 23rd is Wednesday. I'm going to go ahead and say, Hail Victory. May Yahweh bless. And good night.
Yes, sir. Right. Uh, do you find Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.